What's going on, San Antonio? What's going on, South Texas? My name is Mike Jimenez, and this is the Alamo City Sportscast coming at you from West San Antonio, West Bear County. I'm back in studio with producer Joe Garcia. Joe, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. We've had a busy morning, man. I had to go ahead and take my son to go get his driver's test. Nice. And of course, in you know, DMV style, yeah. that we get to the counter and they're like, oh, well, you got to do this next before you can even take your test. It's a total waste of freaking time, bro. It is, man. It is. And you know what? I was just thinking about it. It's going to be a nightmare at HEB the next 48 hours or so because <laughs> I saw uh, the ice apocalypse is coming into town. Oh, you're going to buy all the toilet paper, yeah. <laughs> all the water. It's going to look like the beginning of COVID all over again. For those of you who don't know, it's going to get down into the teens next week. I'm not even going to be in town. So we got to figure that out because. I'm going to take my equipment to California anyway, just because, just in case I can make the shows. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that I'm going out of town. I had a cousin. My cousin Ernie passed away. His funeral is next week, so I'm leaving this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but I'll take my stuff just in case I can make it out there. But I'm looking at the weather forecast for next week. Uh, some sites saying it can get down to about 16 degrees. You're showing it right. You're looking That's at it. Chilling. You want me to show it on screen? Uh, yeah, go ahead and show it on, on screen. There we go. Now, right now, when I look at it right now on, on Google weather right now, it says low 20s with highs in the 30s on Tuesday. Uh, but if I go to my Apple weather yeah. on my iPhone, it goes out and says that it's going to get down into the teens. And I don't know if it's going to get icy. I wonder if kids are going to be home from school or whatever the case may be. <laughs> It's 20 degrees. It's too too cold to function here in San Antonio. It is. It is. <laughs> and it's funny because people make fun of us from up north when it comes to it. But again, uh, my name is Mike Jimenez. That is Joe Garcia. We do this show Monday through Friday. We start off right around 10 o'clock, sometimes around 10, 15, go for about an hour, yeah. hour 15. We're live on Facebook, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. If you're there already, like and subscribe. And you can also be part of the chat part of the show by chatting with us on our private stream on our YouTube channel. We have a lot to get into today. Yeah, we do. Uh, first and foremost, uh, forgive my Jimmy Johnson moment here, but how about them Spurs? Yeah, man. Spurs getting their sixth victory of the year, beating the Detroit Pistons 130-108 to in the toilet bowl. Uh, the battle of the two worst teams in the NBA. Victor Wembanyama got his first career triple-double and. Also broke a record in the process. But then the chat lines opened up on Twitter. Spurs Twitter going back and forth saying that, you know, this just proves that Victor Wembanyama is going to win Rookie of the Year. And not so fast. Pump the brakes a little bit on that. Don't get me wrong. I want Wemby to win Rookie of the Year. I so think it would be amazing for it to be a San Antonio thing of the number one overall draft pick, David Robinson, being – Rookie of the Year, and then Tim Duncan, yeah. Victor Wembanyama. I want that tradition to continue. The three-peat. Right. Yeah. I want it to continue, so I'm not being a hater, <laughs> but I'm actually being a realist. Come on, Mike. You know you're this. the San Antonio Spurs' biggest hater by Spurs Twitter, man. Everyone says, that. oh, you're just being a contrarian, man. You're just doing this because, you know, no one pushes back on you. So we're going to have somebody potentially call in. A pop stand. A pop stand. <laughs> I kind of got a little bit upset when I called him. What did I say? He's a pop apologist. Yeah, apologist. You know, Greg Popovich turning 75 years old this month. We'll also get into the fact that uh, other coaches that are in their 70s no longer have a job. Yeah. Bill Belichick stepped down this morning as head coach of the New England Patriots. 
Yesterday, Nick Saban stepped down as head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and the Seattle Seahawks got rid of Pete Carroll. Oh, all three of those coaches, north of 70 yeah. years old. Carroll, they got rid of him as a coach, but he's still going to be involved in the front office somewhere. Right. They did him a solid, just like they should do with Pop. Exactly. You know, I'm not on, saying man. fire his ass and tell him yeah, to no. turn in his key card. No. No. Give him some sort of upper management role, some title, so he can still be part of the team and be part of the development. I'm not saying kick his ass to the curb. Never would say that. I never have said that, by the way. People already reaching out saying, hey, don't forget about uh, UTSA Roadrunners basketball oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. UTSA. Not only is the football team part of the American Athletic Conference, but again, the basketball team and the baseball team. Basketball team with a losing record, one game under 500, went in to Memphis yesterday and almost beat the 13th ranked team. And in fact, some would say that the refs may have stole it from UTSA at the very end. Brutal way to end. It went into overtime. We can get into that a little bit as well. Yeah. Uh, lots of other things to get into today. Uh, Spurs, obviously, we can talk a little bit about the Cowboys as well. Playoff weekend is, is coming up upon us in the next 48 hours or so. Houston Texans. Is it all about the quarterbacks right now? Oh, yeah, or, definitely. You know, how would you describe what we do or, or how we should predict who's going to win some of these games? Kansas City, I think they're going to be playing on, a, on an ice dude. rink this Minus weekend. two or minus three, what was it? Yeah. Craziness, man. Absolutely insane. If you want to be part of the show, again, follow us on YouTube. Let people know. And I will say this. I am happy yeah. with the fact that every day I log on to our YouTube channel. And I see we have four or five new subscribers. subscribers. Yeah, it's happening more and more every day. Someone reached out to me yesterday saying that they sent it out to three of their friends, and that's what we need. Because if we need, if we want this show to expand, we we have our diehards, right? Yeah, yeah. But it needs to expand. And what's funny is that I bump into people who come up to me and say, "Man, I miss your old show with San Antonio Sports Star." I say, "Thank you," and I say, "I'm doing a podcast," and they go, "I have no idea." And I think that we believe that if we're on Twitter, that everybody's on Twitter. But the fact of the matter yeah. is, is that there's for every 10 people on Facebook, there's one person on Twitter, right? And then Instagram or TikTok or something. Right. We're so going to expand. We are going to expand this show, let people know what we're doing, and be bigger and better this year. Heads on straight, back in the saddle. You're back in the saddle. We go on around 10 a.m. or so, but yeah. we, we, we strive to make this show not be dated. Right. So if yeah. you listen to the show at five in the afternoon, you listen to the show at 7 p.m., it's still going to be entertaining. It's not going to be like something that uh, is old and stale. Right. Yeah. So if you miss the show for whatever reason, just go on to YouTube or go on to, to Facebook and find it and be part of the show. And don't forget to like it as well. Hey, so I wanted to talk real quick about that Kansas City, the Chiefs versus, you know, the, the Miami Dolphins game that's coming up. Yeah. Right now, the temperature is expected to be right around five degrees with the wind chill of minus 10. They're saying that this could be the coldest playoff game ever played in the NFL. And right now, you can get tickets to this game because nobody wants to be there. <laughs> Dirt cheap. And people are actually considering going, braving the, the, the five-degree weather, the minus 10 wind chill factor to be at the game. Would you go ahead and pay good money to see this game? If tickets could be had dirt cheap. 
Never in a million years, man. Hell no, dude. You know, Five degrees. I would have to be bundled up like that kid in A Christmas Story when the mother put on, like, thermals. Oh, he couldn't move. <laughs> he couldn't move. You know? He'd have to be, you know, like five sweaters, three jackets, five scarves, earmuffs, you know, a ski mask. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt there'll be people in the stands, man. You're going to have to wear a freaking diaper, bro, because you don't even want to get up and take a piss. It's going to freeze once it it's comes out of you. <laughs> and, and, and you're going to see people in the stands without a shirt on. Oh, God, you know, dude. They're going to get frostbite in like five minutes. They're going to fall off when it comes down to it. <laughs> Chiefs playing the Dolphins. That's a 7 p.m. on Jesus, Peacock. Dude. Another thing that's going to piss people Exclusive. off is that you have to go on to Peacock <laughs> to watch this. And I'll be honest with you, I like Peacock. Dude, they don't want to pay, what is it, like $8 or something for Peacock? It's cheap, man. Now, of all the streaming services, number one in my eyes is Hulu. Yeah, Hulu's good, dude. I like Hulu. Number two is Max. Oh, yeah. I have, I get that for free by, with AT&T. Right. Yeah. Number three, I I say Netflix. <laughs> it's a toss-up. But, but I spend more time on Peacock than I do Netflix. Yeah. Well, it's a toss-up, but Netflix, number three, it's Netflix and Amazon Prime are neck and neck. Amazon Prime has a way to go. They have a lot of good stuff, man. They had that movie Air. Yeah. Uh, with Jason Bateman and, that was a good movie. and Ben Affleck. That was a good movie. Uh, but it's few and far between, man. Max has all the good movies. Hulu has all yeah. the good TV shows. Peacock has what puts me to sleep at night, which is Dateline. <laughs> oh, God, like dude. if you like true crime, my wife watches Dateline all the time. Every man. day, I, I watch time, at least dude. one episode of Dateline every day. <coughs> Goodness, that kind of came out of nowhere. Well, let's go ahead and get the show going, man. Let's go ahead and get the show going because last night celebration for Spurs fans because Victor Wembanyama posted his first career triple-double and the dude did did it in only 21 minutes. Talking about 16 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. Gonna be honest with you, at that point, my friends and I took a shot in honor of Wemby. The three of us were fireball. You take your fireball uh, shots? I had Southern Comfort. Okay, so you're moving up a little bit. I, it's what I had in the fridge, right? <laughs> I was out of fireball. So uh, I took a SoCo, right? And uh, we were excited, and, and the three of us typically get together to watch games and whatnot, but we didn't last night. We were at our respective homes. We got on FaceTime, and we did a shot together to celebrate Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. I was watching the game with my nephew, Jacob, and we were talking about it. And uh, going into the fourth quarter, we're like, man, he needs like three assists. And then he got one, then he got another one. And you could tell that they were reading the box score. You could tell because they knew that he needed one more assist. And Wemby was deferring more down the stretch, you know. Normally, he would kind of pound the ball in and take it up himself. He was trying to find a guy. He wanted that triple-double. I, I haven't seen any interviews afterwards, but you know that he knew that he was close to a triple-double. Yeah. And that's a big thing. And he gets it off of a Doug McDermott three-pointer. And as the ball's going in, I go, come on, Dougie. Come on, Dougie. <laughs> and it went in, and I got all excited and celebrated the fact that Wemby posted his first triple-double. And it wasn't with blocks. It was with assists. 16 points, 12 rebounds, Dude. 10 assists in just 21 minutes. Yeah. It is the fastest triple-double triple double ever Wow. Uh, by somebody who – I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me look at my notes here because I, 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 I'm saying that incorrectly here. He is the youngest person to ever get a triple-double with no turnovers. Wow. Okay. 
He is the second fastest to get a triple double. Russell Westbrook needed just 20 minutes one time to get it to get it. Uh, but he shot six for 16, was 0 for four from three, knocked down four of five from the free throw line. Spurs went on to win 130 to 108. They pulled him after 21 minutes. Again, the minutes restriction is set at 24. Sometimes he goes to 25. Uh, but they've been really, really <clears throat> key on him having that minutes restriction. So what I wanted to do was celebrate this. Okay. I okay. wanted to celebrate this. Uh, but Spurs fans kind of rained on my parade a little bit. But I want to see this comment right here by Rudolph Gonzalez. What's going on, Rudy? It says, I think Wemby is going to record the next quadruple double. I'm not saying this season, but I'm just saying he's going to be the one. And that's a good possibility. Rudolph, uh, I will say that I 100% agree with you, which is scary because I never agree with you on anything. <laughs> but Victor Wembanyama was on track to a, having a, 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 triple, a quadruple double just two and a half weeks ago. When they played Cleveland, remember that 30-point game? He had like seven yeah. assists, seven rebounds, and like six blocks. And then they pulled him. He did all that in 23 or 24 minutes. Had he played a 30, 32-minute game, he was on track to get a quadruple double. There have been so few quadruple doubles in NBA history, and the Spurs happen to have two of them in uh, uh, David Robinson and in Alvin Robertson. Yeah. So that's absolutely amazing. It's kind of a Spurs thing. For us to do this, David Otwater reached out to us on YouTube saying that he wanted to go honking last night because <laughs> he was so excited. Without a shirt in the car hanging out the window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're going to have on in a few minutes Matt Laram. He's trying to reach out yeah, to I'm gonna, I'm going to get him right now. And, and he's going to be a little bit uh, – uh, he, he wants to talk about the whole thing involving Victor Weminyama and whether or not he's the front runner for Rookie of the Year or not. Now, the thing about it is this. Uh, I'm a huge Spurs fan. And I look at it from a different viewpoint sometimes because, as I've mentioned to people earlier on Twitter, you can follow me at MJ Acquired Taste, by the way. I want to look at it from an objective point of view. People can't call that contrarian point of view, but it's not. Because I look at it without the jerseys involved. If we took a Spurs jersey off of Victor Wembanyama and we put on a jersey of the Houston Rockets, for example. Yeah. Would we have the same reaction to it all? Because sports is very much like politics. Right now in sports right now, you see a lot of Cowboy fans who believe that Dak Prescott should be the MVP over Lamar Jackson. They will go off and say, hey, we won the division. You know, he has more passing yards. <clears throat> he has more touchdowns and things like that. The only thing that Lamar has more is more rushing yards. Yeah. But then again... I bring up the fact that, well, as a team, as a collective, they beat San Francisco. The Ravens did. They beat Miami. They beat the living crap out of Detroit. They beat Arizona, whereas the Cowboys either lost to those teams or struggled against those teams. Yeah. I and do have Matt Lerner on the line now. We do. Okay. But, but before we get him yeah. on, just, just one, one quick second about that. First and foremost, before we get into this debate, yeah. if given the choice, if you polled all 30 GMs, in the NBA, including Oklahoma City's, and you said you could have one or the other, Chet Holmgren or Victor Wembanyama, all 30 would say Victor Wembanyama. If you ask me, I would have Victor Wembanyama, okay? Because Chet Holmgren is, go is a star, and he's probably going to be an all-star this year. He'll be the first rookie all-star since Blake Griffin. Yeah. So let's go back in time on that. 
But I believe that Victor Webinyama is going to be the superstar. Okay. I think he'll be an all-star this year too. I would hope so. I think it's in the NBA's best interest to have both Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama out there, showcased out there at the All-Star game. Playing on the court at the same time? That'd be amazing, dude. Now, what are the arguments for and against? Okay. People are reaching out to me saying, well, Michael, uh, points per game, Wemby has the advantage. Rebounds per game, Wemby has the advantage. Blocks per game, Wemby has the advantage. Jimenez, what the hell are you talking about? The counter argument is efficiency. And it's the fact that Oklahoma City Thunder have gone from a team that was just under 500 to a team that's now the two seed in the West. And I know he has a better cast around him, but it's still a young team, just like the Spurs. Spurs, the youngest team in the NBA. Oklahoma City, the second youngest team in the NBA. It just shows that they've done a better job drafting. Okay, but should Chet Holmgren be taken down or 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 not considered to be as valuable because he plays with a better cast because he has SGA, yeah, because he has other players on that roster, uh, Giddy and all of those guys that are better, and I think <clears throat> it's a great argument to have. And again, before we get into this debate, I am a Victor Wembanyama fan. I have a Wemby jersey that I wear uh, that I've worn to all five games I've gone to this year. I've worn my Wemby jersey. You and I, Joe, were at a Spurs game together, and I wore a Wemby jersey, right? Yeah. I would rather have Victor Wembanyama on my team compared to Chet Holmgren. But the question is, the question is, is Wemby the front runner now? Drew Show on Super Chat says Chet has SGA, an MVP candidate. Wemby has pop and people's pipe dreams of a cell. Oh, my God, Mike. SGA misses 10 games or more. Poof goes the Chet talk. I like it because this is a very, very good conversation to have. Yeah, it is. I mean, Jalen Williams over there. Chet, uh, you know, you have a, a, a good roster over there with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But Matt Lerma, well, Matt Lerma does a lot of, of, of uh, Spurs Twitter spaces. Twitter spaces and yeah. whatnot does a fantastic job. Uh, I will let you know, Matt, sometimes I'm on them, uh, but uh, I, I go on anonymously. <laughs> I don't put down that I am on there, but I listen to them from time to time. Yeah. Matt Larimo, if you're there, how you doing, my man? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me on. So, Matt, you know, you got mad at me a couple of weeks ago. Do we have to clear the air here? I called <laughs> you a pop apologist. And you kind of gave me crap. Were you okay? I, I I don't understand whether or not you're mad at me or frustrated or you're trying to get at me. Uh, but when I called you a pop apologist, what was the emotion that you had there? I was just kind of laughing because you know I'm I'm not a pop apologist. I just <laughs> I just don't I just don't see your side of the argument against pop. You know, like I think that uh, it's personal for you because he like made a joke when you're trying to be serious or whatever, when you were a young reporter, but I'm just like, dude, that's clearly a joke, man. When, <laughs> when he's all like, Oh, you don't like the color of the bitch. That's a joke, man. That's a sign that he likes you. Uh, you were... <laughs> no, that, that, that there was other things about him. Uh, I won't get into the fact that I almost got into a car crash with pop. 
<laughs> oh my, oh my God. God. Is this another tall tale? Menace tall tales continue, bro. It happened on 35 in Brooklyn Jesus, downtown. Uh, or, or 35 in McCullough. I apologize. Downtown. We almost got into a car crash. Didn't hit. There was no, there was no collision, but I threw my hand up in the air and he kind of gave the whole my bad with his hands. Okay. So that <laughs> happened a long, long time ago. It's when they were practicing over at Incarnate Word back in the day. Uh, and he was making his way towards downtown. Okay, neither here nor there. You know what? That is kind of like the Bigfoot sightings. They they never have a clear picture or video of Bigfoot. Yeah. And this is the same thing that happens with Jimenez's tall tales. There's never proof. Yeah, yeah cell phones <laughs> did not exist back then. So let's go ahead and talk about the Spurs and Victor Weminiyama. Spurs won last night 130 to 108. I will let everybody know that I predicted the Spurs would go on a four-game winning streak. This is number one out of four. So, again, I was not being down on the Spurs. And, by the way, before we get into the Wemby conversation here, this was the best game I saw Jeremy Sohan ever play this season. I know he had that game where he went off for 30-some-odd points. I get that. Wow. But this, was, but this was the best game I saw him play because he played within himself because most of his shots were within five feet. I love that play that Wemby threw that 80-yard that touchdown time? pass. Yeah. You know, where you know Wemby's throwing the ball from underneath the basket and goes all the way to the top of the key. In stride, uh, Sohan play, uh, snowboarding. And then we saw a lot of drives where he was cutting to the basket and Wemby was finding him. This is the Sohan I would like to see. Okay? If this is the play that he's doing, I will be all aboard and I will be a Sohan stan at that point. Oh, okay? <laughs> Sohan yesterday, 28 minutes, 7 of 15 shooting, 1 of 2 from 3, but I'm not going to count the one he missed because that one was at the end of the quarter. Uh, 15 points had a plus 12 on the plus, uh, plus minus yesterday. Uh, I liked what Sohan was doing because he was doing things to complement to complement Victor Wamanyama. He was not trying to freelance and create his own shot or anything like that. Yeah. I, I think he did really well. But let's go back to the Rookie of the Year conversation, right? So the big argument that a lot of people have is the stats and things like that. So I'm going to have Matt Larima, uh, Spurs super fan, okay? Uh, Matt Larima does a, a lot of writing on Spurs. Uh, he does a lot of uh, uh, Twitter spaces on the Spurs as well. I want you to state your argument like we're in court, okay? You are the prosecutor. I want you to state your case as to why Victor Wembanyama is Rookie of the Year. Uh, for me, it's just a clear-cut case of him being the better player than Chet Holgram. You know, uh, Wemby's been putting up amazing stats, and he's had to overcome a lot more. You know, just uh, Chet having SGA and J-Dub and all those great players they have over in Oklahoma City, they pull a lot of gravity. Chet takes a lot of wide-open threes. Chet fails every time he's uh, double-teamed. He can't get past the double-team to save his life. He has to pass out and all that stuff, which is fine. That's what you're supposed to do when you get double-teamed. But, you know, we see Wimby, you know, fighting through double-teams. We see uh, him going 20 games without uh, having any direction from Pop, really. Uh, not calling any plays while he's on the floor. 20 games of Jeremy Sohan trying to figure out the point guard position and he's still putting up these great numbers and you know the only argument that the Chet fans really have is that um the the he has more efficiency but you know Wimby's closing that gap already because he is in his natural position now at the center and his numbers are going up 
and that efficiency gap is going to close. So you know the Chet Sands are running out of arguments, and okay, okay. you can say that you can say that he's on a winning team or whatever, second seed. But you know if SGA gets injured or whatever, that's going to go away. Chet can't lead that team. He's a role player on the team. He's the third option, and it's an individual award. You know if it's a team award. Uh, Christian Braun should have won Rookie of the Year last season. Melo should have beat LeBron. You know, it's a it's an individual award. Well, let's talk about this a couple a couple of things. And, and and you brought up a couple of arguments that I thought were very 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 good. By the way, super chat right now we got from the Drew Show. Thank you for the five dollar tip. Says SGA is averaging thirty one points per game, two and a half steals, six and a half assists, six rebounds, and uh, is all time great numbers right now. He is an MVP candidate. Chet is riding the coattails. He's essentially what Drew is saying when it comes to that. So I will agree with you, Matt, <laughs> that Victor Webanyama is closing in on getting this prize. Okay? The point I'm trying to make is, is that right now, January 11th, 2024, Chet Holmgren would win. Okay? I'm not saying that Webby won't win. I'm saying that right now, he's behind. And, and it's a two-horse race. So it's not going to be a three-horse race. Chet was named the Western Conference Rookie of the Month in November and December. Wemby will probably get it in January. And a lot of people reached out to me and said, Michael, he's uh, we're barely halfway through the season. Well, you know what happens at the halfway point of the season? We have the All-Star break. And it would be tragic. And I want to prepare Spurs fans for the idea that Chet Holmgren might be an All-Star this year and Wemby might only be in the rookie game. Now, I'm going to give some arguments as to why Chet Holmgren has an advantage that um, that Wemby doesn't. Okay, so here here here's an argument. I guess you could say for Victor Wembanyama. This is Chet Holmgren's second year in the NBA. First year, he didn't play any games because he got hurt in the preseason, right? So he's been around the NBA a lot longer and knows the ins and outs and has done the traveling and and all of that stuff, and understands the game, and, and has been able to witness coaching and witness NBA action up front from the get-go. He's also older. He's going to turn 22 years old before the season ends. Okay? So if you want to use that as an argument against Chad Holmgren, I would 100% buy that. The second thing is, is saying, okay, well, he's on a better team. He's not the number one option. He's not the focal point of the defense. Okay, I can buy that. You want to go on and say that he has played American basketball more because he went to college in the United States at Gonzaga. And because of that, he <laughs> understands the court dimensions better. He understands the, the ball better because, again, Webby's coming into the United States, coming into the NBA, literally playing with a different ball, with a different dimension on the court. And he's still able to kind of do what he does. Here are the stats comparison between Chet Holmgren right. and Victor Wembyama right now. So, so, so those are very those are legit arguments against Chet Holmgren and in favor of Victor Wembyama. But let's talk about like uh, uh, for the career. So th this shows the last five games, right? Th this shows. But I have I have the stats over here on my computer yeah. here. If you want to go onto mine, yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. Victor Wembyama this year is averaging nineteen point two points per game. Chet Holmgren, 17.9. Wemby's averaging 10.2 rebounds. Chet Holmgren, 7.4. The assists, 3.1 for Wemby, 2.7 for Chet Holmgren. And if you want to go into uh, other categories like blocks, I believe it's three for Wemby and about uh, two and a half for 
uh, Chet Holmgren. So when it comes to the traditional numbers, Victor Weminyama has an advantage over Chet Holmgren on all the traditional numbers. But what I, when I follow sports, though, traditional numbers oftentimes go, get thrown out the door, okay? Because kind of like in baseball, that's like getting excited about batting average. It's like getting excited about um, RBI and home run. But really, the people who do the, the, the science of baseball, who do the, the money ball aspect of it all, focus on things like slugging percentage and, and, uh, and OPS and OBS and all, all of those different uh, whips and wars and all of that stuff, they focus on that. And what I look at over here is, and this is where, where, where Webby needs to close the gap for me to solidify this, by the way, is the fact that when it comes to effective shooting percentage, Wemby's at 49% and Chet Holmgren is just under 63. Oh, so we got a comment so, here from uh, yeah. Drew. So, so real fast. So what does that mean? What does that mean? That means for every 100 times Wemby goes up for a shot, he scores 98 points. Every 100 times he shoots the ball, two or three, he gets 98 points. For every 100 times Chet shoots the ball, he scores 125 points. 125 to 98 for every 100 times they shoot the ball. Secondly, when it comes to defense, did you know that Wemby and Chet are both going to be considered front runners to make first team all NBA defense, both of those guys. And in fact, right now, if you go to the Vegas odds on FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesar Sportsbook, right now, Wemby is considered to be the fifth best odds to win defensive player of the year and Chet Holmgren third. So it's very, very close. But then you go back to the fact that when it comes to when it comes to how the team has performed, I posed the question on Twitter this morning. When was the last time a rookie of the year was awarded to a team, to a player, that went to a team that lost more games than they did the year before? Keep in mind, the Spurs last year were 22 and 60. And I go back over here, and I'm looking at it. Paolo Boncaro was the number one, was the rookie of the year last year, right? Orlando won 12 games more than they did the year before. In 2022 was Scotty Barnes. Toronto won 22 more games. 2021, LaMelo Ball. Charlotte won 10 more games. 2020, John Morant. Memphis won one more game, but there were fewer games played because of COVID. 2019, Luka Doncic. Nine more victories for the Dallas Mavericks. 2018, Ben Simmons. Philly won 24 more games. 27, Malcolm Brogdon. Milwaukee won nine more games. 2016, Carl Anthony Towns. Minnesota won 13 more games. And, I went in, I, and this is not me going on to Stat Muse. This is not me going on to any, any site like that. This is me actually getting a pen and paper, Excel spreadsheet, and trying to find all this out. You're missing some important context there, though. Well, real fast, real fast. The, number, the last time a player went and won Rookie of the Year and they actually lost more games, was back in 2015. And uh, let me. it was uh, Andrew Wiggins. The team went from a 40-win team to like a 16-win team. So Andrew Wiggins is the only one 
in the last 10 years. And if you go back in time, probably 25 or 30, because I'm looking at names like Tim Duncan. I'm looking at names like Derrick Rose. I'm looking at names like uh, Blake Griffin. They obviously won more games. So what I'm saying is, is right now, Matt, I'll, I'll let you take the stage in a second. What I'm saying is, is right now, January 11th, they award this this trophy. Chet Holmgren is going to get it. Yeah. Hey, so let's go ahead and look at the comment real quick from Drew. And Drew, by the way, we appreciate you supporting the show, man. But that $5 super chat, thank you so much. He says, Chet is winning because the voters, the media, are soured on Wemby because of Pop's toxicity. Full stop. Go to presses. No other reason. That's the story. Matt, take the stage, my man. Hey, um, I have to go after this, but okay. uh, I just want to say uh, that's ridiculous. Pop is, you know, the winningest coach in all the NBA, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's he won the Hall of Fame this year. He's not a toxic coach. That's ridiculous, Drew Show. But, uh, you know, you're missing the point that this is year one of the Spurs rebuild. You know, you could have made argument that it's year three if Primo went ahead, done what he did, and got waived. But, you know, the rebuild for this iteration of the Spurs team was supposed to start with Primo and that got erased. So, you know, adding Sohan to, to Primo and all that, it's out of the way. Uh, Josh Richardson and Jacoperto are a big reason why the Spurs won a bunch of games before the uh, trade deadline last season. If you go back and look at the games we won, Josh Richardson was pretty much leading the way in those games. And Jacoperto was right there with a bunch of rebounds to help. Uh, so, you know, we've lost our veteran leadership. This is year one of a rebuild. Uh, it's not like we're adding Wimby to a 22-win team. It's a completely different team. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's you know, 24, our 24-year-old our leader on the team is Keldon Johnson. He's a great uh, glue guy to sold the team, that type of thing, but he's not SGA, <laughs> you know. So uh, it's a whole complete different situation. Uh, unfortunately, I can't uh, stay and hear your rebuttal. I have to go, but later on today, I'm going to host a Twitter space where we talk more. Chet versus Wimby, you and Joe are welcome to come, and we can continue there. But uh, That is Matt Lerma. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt Lerma, L-E-R-M-A underscore P-S, and follow him and follow his uh, Twitter spaces as well. Matt, thanks for being on, man, and thanks for being a good sport. Yeah, thanks, Matt. We yeah. appreciate you, man. Right, have a good day, guys. Uh -huh. So, so, you know, the threading of the needle when it comes to all of this is weird because, again, let's take the Spurs jersey off and let's put Wemby in a red Houston Rockets jersey. Do we have the same argument for him? If the Rockets had Wemby and the Rockets are a six-win team with 30 losses, are we feeling the same way about Wemby? Or do we feel a certain way because we get defensive because he's our guy? And that's the thing about it. The arguments that, well, you know, <laughs> Pop played Sohan point guard for 20-some-odd games. Pop didn't, didn't uh, um, you know, call plays for Wemby. Wemby rolled his ankles. Now he's on a minutes restriction. All of this stuff. Okay, I get it. But that's not an argument in support of him. Those are excuses. And Wemby is the better player long run okay yeah. chet might win the battle Wemby's going to win the war right Wemby is going to be the face of the of the nba chet is going to be a perennial all-star okay chet is going to be kevin McHale to someone else's larry bird 
He's going to be someone Scotty to someone else's Michael Jordan. Okay. He's never going to be the guy, but he'll always be an all-star. Chet might actually be a hall of famer down the road too. Yeah. Hey, we actually did have an interesting comment by the Drew show, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he went ahead and gave us a $2 uh, super chat there. He said for us to go ahead and read the comment that he had put uh, after the, the comments that he said about coach pop. So this is what he's saying. He says, pop is actively campaigning to cool any and all Wemby talk because of his BS ideas of fairness and democracy and his fidium of the Spurs team. Well, I mean, if you look at the Spurs, they didn't even promote the fact that the all-star voting was underway. It's like they're trying yeah. to take away uh, any accolades from Victor Wembanyama. I mean, think about that. Every team out there promoted the fact you can vote for your favorite Spur, your, your favorite Laker, your favorite Clipper, your favorite Nugget, your favorite Buck. But when it came to the Spurs, it was like, what all-star voting? What are you talking yeah. about? They haven't put anything out officially, by the way. And what other team is doing that? Spurs, only the Spurs. <laughs> Dude, okay, how many teams out there, and this is me just no longer interested in Pop being head coach, what other team would have drafted Victor Wembanyama and, and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a power forward who's never played point guard before play point guard. What other NBA team would have drafted Victor Wembanyama and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go 20 games without you having any plays call for you. Just figure it out. Just just go out there. Just go hoop. Go play ball. Yeah, but you're but a coach gets paid to coach. If Wemby doesn't win this yeah. award, it may not be because Chet Holmgren is better. It might not be because Oklahoma City is a better team. It might be because the Spurs restricted him so much and didn't do enough for Wemby to actually get this award. It's it, it, it's absolutely insane. And then the All-Star Reserves, the NBA All-Star Reserves, right, are going to be named uh, in what, about three weeks or so? Yeah, three weeks. And the predictions are going out there, and Wemby is on the fringe right now of being an All-Star. The question is, what happens if Chet makes it and he doesn't? Bleacher Report, when they did that article about two weeks ago, they, they said that they believe that uh, – uh, Chet Holmgren was going to be named the last all-star of the Western Conference. I want Wemby to win it. I look at the Drew show again. He says, Wemby had the triple-double yesterday, 21 minutes, and the youngest spur ever. Pop at the press conference says nothing. Talks about Trey's pocket pass. That's straight-up toxicity. He's saying how Pop isn't actively advocating or going out of his way to give Wemby, it seems like, any accolades. You know, when he has a great game. And why is that? Why? It's why? Odd. Why? <laughs> it's are, odd. You know, and, and it's it's so bizarre. You know, th this is like having the hottest wife in the world and telling her to wear a uh, uh, to wear a potato sack out out to town. It's having Taylor, man, in your corner. Right. Yeah. Don't 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 show her on camera. Let's keep that secret. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want Taylor Swift out on the TV. That's good for business, the man. The narcissism, <laughs> the narcissism that is Greg Popovich. And he wasn't necessarily always that way. Yeah. But right now we've seen, what have we seen? We've seen the Spurs not promote Victor Wembanyama for the all-star team. Yeah. No, we, no, we, nothing we, for voting. We, we've seen Pop take a microphone from a PA announcer to say, don't boo. Don't boo Kawhi. Kawhi. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Greg Popovich turns 60, uh, 75 years old this year. Greg Popovich uh, is the oldest coach in NBA history. He turns 75 on January 28th of this year. Now, there's about three coaches that are close to the same age as Pop that either got the boot or stepped down yesterday, talking about Nick Saban at Alabama, Bill Belichick this morning with the New England Patriots, and also you had Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll with the Seattle Seahawks. He was asked to step down in a nice way. You know what, Pete? We're going to do you a solid. We'll put you in the front office, brother, but your coaching days are over. Someone should have just told Pop, hey, this is the cool thing to do for, for those of you in your 70s. Yeah. You know? Uh, just this is this is the cool thing to do, you know. We don't have to be a Walmart greeter. We'll put uh, you in the front all, office. All, all the other all the other <laughs> legends are doing it, you know. Bill Belichick, by the way, uh, I believe six wins away from the all time coaching wins list, uh, number one spot that's held by Don Shula, and uh, people were saying the question, well, why not just keep him around till <laughs> till why not keep him around until. Uh, he breaks the record. Well, that might take two or three seasons. Look at the Patriots suck. Jacob, Eric, NATO was formed the year Pop was born. <laughs> Jesus, bro. <laughs> New England Patriots coming off a 4-13 season. There are rumors out there that Bill Belichick uh, might actually still want to coach. And you know how Tom Brady went from, from New England, won all those Tampa. rings, then he mm -hmm. went to Tampa to get number seven? Bill Belichick in his seven rings, he's 71 years old, might want to go someplace else. And the rumor is that he <laughs> oh, might be no. a front runner for the Atlanta Falcons. Nobody wants to coach the Falcons, dude. Come on. I mean, he'll get a top quarterback prospect. They'll, they'll dump Desmond Ritter, right? You, you're telling me that the, he wouldn't know how to use B. John Robinson? He wouldn't know how to use Kyle Pitts? I mean, I'm saying that and, and it's an easy division to win. I mean, I mean, Tampa True Bay, enough. Tampa Bay won this year with Baker Mayfield for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, nine wins gets you there. Three seasons in a row that they won their division. Yeah. So that would be interesting. And again, the all time coaching list, Bill Belichick, uh, NFL all time coaching <laughs> list. He's six away. <laughs> Rudy says, a good friend of the show. Keep my team out your mouth. Slap you like Will Smith. He met us. Hey, hey, I'm not the one coming up with these uh, with these uh, uh, articles. They do exist. Man, Rudy would th break his phone. He would throw it at the fucking wall if the Falcons got Belichick as a coach. He'd be like, I'm done with this team. I've had enough. You know what, Rudy? You need to go ahead and officially change your allegiance, man, and go with the winning team. If, if the Cowboys sign Dak, if they extend Dak, I'm putting in my paperwork, man. Yeah. Give me, give me a, a form. I I'll go to the Saints. I'll join the Bills Mafia. I'm done with the Cowboys. Well, look at all these coaches that are on the list for the top 10 head coaches with the most wins. I have it on my screen over here. Uh, you have Don Shula. Don Shula, a legend in Miami, but they had to, like, move on from him at some point. Bill Belichick, yeah. you know, is on that list as well. George Hallis, Andy Reid, Tom Landry. Tom Landry, man. Dude, Jerry Jones just Jeez. put him out to pasture, you know. It was a tough decision, but it had it had it, to be it, done. It had to happen. It had to happen. Hey, you know what? Speaking of coaches, man, did you see what the Miami Heat did with Spo? Yeah, so the extended Miami, him. The Miami Heat expo. Uh, uh, they extended him. I believe it was an eight year, one twenty. One twenty, man. Not, not bad. I mean, that that's that's almost Popovich money right there. Hey, Spo, he's one of these coaches, man. That he's a damn good coach. And if anybody is going to be knocking on the door, if he stays in the league long enough. He might be able to topple the one and only 
Gregory Popovich. I will go ahead and assume that he did. That he is going to topple him. He, he's already one of the top 15 coaches of all time in wins. And uh, by the way, uh, he married, if I'm not mistaken, his he married a Miami Heat oh, she's cheerleader. Hot, dude. She's hot. And they got divorced and they uh, decided to, the Miami Heat decided to um, not sign him to that extension until after the divorce. They did him a solid. Chris Gonzalez reaches out and says, Pop is older than Hawaii and Alaska being brought into the U.S. <laughs> Pop was born where there was 48 stars. Jeez, <laughs> oh, man. They're the, the Pop hate is strong in the chat today. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. So Popovich is turning. Jesus. Popovich's date of birth is, uh, let's see here, born in 1949. I'm going to look up things, the historical things that happened in 1949. That yeah. is a great <laughs> subject right there. Drew Show says with Bill Belichick effectively getting fired, parting ways, Pop is the only coach in professional sports who doesn't have to keep his job. Pop yeah. is the de facto owner of the Spurs. <laughs> That's true. And look at Rudy says something good, and I agree with this. He says, Spo is the best coach in the league, and there is no argument there. Said what I said. And I believe that. We've said that as the same thing here on the show as well. Yes, he is. He is. Oh, man. Jason, our good friend Jason Garcia is leaving, dude. He's retiring. He's moving on to Portland. Yeah, I Thanks, was at a Jason. party the other day. Yeah, man, I didn't get to make it because I was working. But you know what? We wish you the best, Jason. Safe, I hope you have a safe trip, man. And I'll be. I'll contact you later on today, man. We, me and him said, because we kept missing each other because I was busy at work. So I told him, well, he told me we'll do a video chat. So I'll hit you up later, brother. It's been a while, man. It's been a, a while since Greg Popovich was named head coach. Uh, I think the uh, I, I looked it up a while back. The number one song when Greg Popovich was uh, named himself, crowned himself as the head coach of the Spurs, I believe, was Tony Braxton's "Unbreak My Heart." Jeez, man, that's been a long time. Let me see, "Unbreak My Heart." Was, was that the number one song at the time? Nineteen ninety six. "Unbreak My Heart" was the number one song. So it's it's right around that time. But anyway, long story short, Greg Popovich is still the head coach of the Spurs. Uh, it's going to be a weekend at Bernie's type of thing where, uh, you know, he's still going to be carried around the court. He's under contract till age 78 or 79. Kind of done with it. Uh, congratulations again, Jason, uh, for for your your success uh, and going over to Portland. It's a beautiful city out there. I've got friends out there. Uh, it was a great party that he had out there at that brewery. Oh yeah, uh, by uh, to tell you the field it was it was a, a lot of time, a lot of fun out there. Uh, but Jason, you, you do you're you're a great supporter, man. You support your your local teams. You're gonna still rock your SAFC gear over there in uh, in Portland. Portland. So that's amazing. I'm gonna miss wearing the chain, dude. He had us wearing like a flavor flave chain. Yeah. Last time me and my boys went out to the SAFC game. Man, a lot of people came over. They liked the chain, dude, that I was wearing. They were buying me drinks at the open bar they have, or the the outdoor bar. Should I say it wasn't open? Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of free drinks at night. I, I got. A, I might have indulged a little too much. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Congratulations! Even though they lost last night to the UTSA Roadrunners basketball team, men's basketball team lost one hundred seven one hundred one to the thirteenth ranked Memphis Tigers. The Tigers head coach of uh, Penny Hardaway. Over oh, there yeah, with man. Memphis. Uh, Memphis is now 14 and 2 on the season. UTSA with a four point lead with a minute to go, lost that four point lead, went into overtime. 
There was a questionable play. UTSA scored the go-ahead bucket with under 10 seconds to go, got waved off because of a, an illegal screen. Was it an illegal screen? Yes. Was it a weak illegal screen to call? Yes. Okay. Would you have called it? No. No. And that's not UTSA goggles and the fact that I'm a UTSA uh, alum. You're a ref. I am a ref. Yeah. Was it letter of the law a illegal screen? Yes. He was too wide of a stance. But you would not let that decide the outcome of a close game. Well, no, you can you can you can have that decided. Yeah. It's just it was so weak of one. I mean, like that that type of 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 screen is done hundreds of times in the game. Uh, it's kind of like in football where they say there's a holding call on every play. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you just kind of like let some of them go. That was not the one to call because it was not egregious. Was it illegal? Yes. But was it like super bad? No. <laughs> it was weak. It was a lame call. And I know UTSA fans were out there screaming about the fact that UTSA had two dozen fewer free throw attempts in that game, but they also shot two dozen more three pointers. So you're not going to get free throw attempts if you're shooting behind the arc the entire time. No. UTSA, though, look at this second half. The second half scoring in a college game that is 20 minutes was 59 to 57. Wow. They were just throwing haymakers at each other. They're hooping. Yeah. UTSA loses 107 to 101. First year in the American Athletic Conference. Dropped to seven and nine. But then again. You know what? That deserves a clap, man. That does deserve a clap. Four-point lead with a minute to go. Goodness, man. That was on ESPN Plus. That was also on national TV. Yeah, Chris Gonzalez says, what about that call? No T, the four-point play, that was weak. The the calls were weak down the stretch. I, I'm I'm gonna admit that. They were but they were fouls, but they were like fouls that you can actually let let go. You don't have to call yeah. everything. And they probably wouldn't have called that early on. But you know what? That goes to show you though that UTSA, not only the football pro program, but now the basketball program, they're coming up, dude. They're getting a lot better. Hopefully they can uh Make it into the tourney this year, mm. you know? That'd be great. I mean, because right, isn't it the Final Four happening this season? It, uh, the Final Four in San Antonio yeah. is next year. Next year, okay. Is next year. Well, how fitting, how fitting would it be if UTSA was was somehow in the tournament somehow? somehow. in the tourney, you know? That'd be very, very cool. Uh, don't forget to follow Jeff Garcia on Locked On Spurs and Ken's 5. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone, or you can go on to YouTube or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Look up Locked On Spurs for your daily Spurs content. He has a story that he wrote, and he's quoting Greg Popovich here as, as saying, as the future goes, we'll see how the guys stick, which guys don't, that sort of thing. And that is Greg Popovich on evaluating players for the long term of the team. Again, yeah. as the future goes, we'll see which guys stick, which guys don't, that sort of thing. Well, in your opinion, he's one of the ones that don't stick. <laughs> Coach right. Pop is, yeah. And and Pop has said that before the season started. We're going to see what we got. Kick the tires. Kick the tires. See what we got. So what do we got? Okay, so let, let's go through. Got the a Hyundai is what you got. <laughs> got a Hyundai. <laughs> well, let, let's go through this a little bit, man. Um, a couple of things. Um, we have Victor Webanyama, who's a future superstar. Okay? Uh, he is somebody. And, again, he's in the running for Rookie of the Year. Right now, according to FanDuel, and DraftKings, Chet Holmgren has a 67% chance of winning Rookie of the Year. 
Is that the, according to the Vegas odd makers? Yes. Yeah. Wemby has a 32% chance, and everybody else has a one. Okay. Uh, collectively, everybody else has a one. But when it comes to what do we have as a team, and 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 Wemby again, what's what's the greatest availability? The, the greatest ability in sports is availability. Yeah, it is. And a minutes restriction means that you're not available. Right? The, he plays the first six minutes of every quarter. And then Pop sits. And then Pop sits ass. Doesn't matter how good he's doing. Yeah. Gets a triple-double. They're like, yeah, he got a triple-double. I'm like, yeah, but he also was only allowed to play 21 minutes. It, it, yeah. it, it's like for every argument you make in support of Wemby, yeah. you can poke a hole in it and go the other way, just depending on how you look at it. How, how much do you think Pop got mad at Wimby for getting a triple double? He probably said, "Look, this isn't about you." Well, well, <laughs> it's about because, the team man. because Wimby was looking for those last two assists. Yeah, like he was getting the ball. Oh, the he blocks. knew. He, he was, knew. He was getting the ball. The yeah. ball in the blocks, and then he was like looking around, looking around, as opposed to he's a foot taller than the person guarding oh, him. Yeah. In the first quarter, he would just go out for a shot. He was looking for those two assists. All he has it to do is hold something. the ball up. Who's going to get it? Dude, when, <laughs> when when McBuckets knocked down that three and you saw the bench jump and react, they weren't reacting yeah. because Dougie made a three. No. They were reacting because they knew it was a triple-double. Oh, yeah. Everybody on the bench knew. You don't think his, his teammates are on the bench telling him, hey, man, you need two assists. I had never seen Sohan cut in so many times to the bucket. It yeah. was great to watch. He knew. He's like, I'm going to get my boy a triple-double. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. And, you know, just 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 thinking about it right now, um, Jeff Garcia just posted right now, by the way. Mike, you know you can put your phone in that little holder, right? That little Oh, stand. I know, but I like looking this way so I can see. <laughs> you can put it right Jeff there. Garcia from Lockdown Spurs at Ken's 5, just, uh, just reporting right now on Ken's 5 and on Twitter. That NBA All-Star fans' second returns are in, and Victor Wembanyama is holding on to the A spot in the Western Conference front court with 426,000 right, votes. Come on, San Antonio. You all got to vote Wemby in. Chad man. Holmgren's at number nine. Carl Anthony Towns is at 10. So if he's going to get into the All-Star game, it's going to be because the coaches decide that he is uh, worthy. worthy of that. Yeah. Again, don't forget to follow Jeff Garcia on Locked on Spurs. Ken's five. Yeah. We need to get him on more often. I know we're busy, but we, we, we do. Gotta, we we got to gotta, get him in. Yeah. In suit. But the problem is we're north of 410. And Southsiders, man, I, I tell them all the time, Southsiders don't like to go north of 410. Northsiders don't like to go south of 410. It's like a dividing line between the two. Uh, I go Jeff's everywhere, a, man. Jeff's a good guy. I go everywhere, too. I go wherever <laughs> the party's at, baby. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a man of the people. I have the pulse of San Antonio. Yeah. As long as you keep Jimenez indoors, he's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm an indoor dog. I'm the Dak, I'm the Dak Prescott of people. You Dak can only Pro win inside. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see who the Spurs have. The Spurs have, have Webby, right? Vassell, I like Vassell. There's a lot of Vassell slander going on out there. I, I'm, I'm still a supporter of Vassell. Keldon Johnson is showing his role, man. That guy is a good six man. That He's he is. a good six man. Sohan? It's not so much that he's going back to his original position. It's he has to realize, and it's not so much him, because maybe it's not him. Maybe it's Pop looking at Sohan thinking, wait a minute. You, you, do you ever see those those memes of uh, Peter Parker from like Spider-Man? It's uh, where they, he turns, the, he puts the glasses on, and it looks like one thing, and then he takes the glasses off. Oh, yeah, and it's something else. Shit, yeah. can't, can't see shit. Because <laughs> he put the glasses on and think, I have Kawhi Leonard. And then you take the glasses off, and it's no, it's Jeremy Sohan. Yeah. But Sohan yesterday, 
I know he had that game with 30 plus points, right? Where he was knocking down all these shots. No, 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 no. I was most impressed by yesterday's performance where he was running the court, catching passes from, from, from Wemby when he was cutting to the basket, when he was doing little baby hooks, when everything was within five to eight feet, man, I want that. He's money. I want that Jeremy. So you don't want him 15, 20 feet out trying to shoot a jump shot. I don't want him trying to create shit. Just feed it to him. Just I want him to be cut into the basket and lay it in. I want him to create a shot by doing a little baby hook. If he turns into that guy and plays some decent defense, then I want that guy on my team. And I will become a Sohan stan. Okay? But if Sohan is out there trying to play point, if Sohan is out there trying to be the second coming of Kawhi Leonard, no, because that experiment failed a long, long time ago. I like where this guy, Chris Gonzalez, is going for yeah. the pop culture segment of the show. And maybe that's what we need to do, too. Women of the 80s who were hot, <laughs> but we don't know their name. Charlotte Lewis from The Golden Child. That's one of the movies that I want you to go see. Is that, isn't that that with Eddie Murphy? Eddie it was Murphy? from the 80s, man. It's a weird it's a weird movie, but it's a good movie. It's not anywhere near. Big Trouble in Little China. You'll, well, you'll let, get through this let, one. Let's go to pop culture for a little bit. Yeah. And, and I, I'm looking up a photo of her right now uh, on my uh, my screen here. Um, you know, I was on TikTok last night. And, you know, you go on the For You page. Yeah. And there was a, a pretty attractive woman that was there. And I couldn't figure out who it was. And it turns out it was Alyssa Milano. And I was like, man, Alyssa Milano's still looking good <laughs> after all these years, right? There's a whole lot of crazy in that, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, wasn't she dating, like, baseball pitchers all through the 90s? You got me, bro. Like Brad Penny or something like that? Yeah. So, um, anyway, it was this whole thing where it was this real, where she had all these clips of all these, like, superstar actors over the years who, when asked who was your first celebrity crush, they all said Alyssa, Alyssa Milano. It was like the, a Hemsworth brother it was like all of these stars from, you know, Chris Pratt and all those guys. And they all said, Alyssa Milano, Alyssa Milano, Alyssa Milano. But she was all sorts of crazy, man. She was not Shannon Doherty crazy, but she was some sort of crazy. <laughs> all the crazy ones do bad things, Mike. That's why why guys are attracted to crazy girls. Alyssa Milano, though, she had it going on, man. That was, oh, that yeah, was the man. thing. And even today, Alyssa Milano is 51 years old. You know who else was cute? Drew Barrymore, dude. Never got into her, man. She was cute, man. Do you know who I saw yesterday on TikTok was Debbie Gibson? Hey, she still looks good for her age, man. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, Debbie Gibson yesterday on TikTok. Uh, oh, here it is. I found it. I found it. Let's see if we can play this one. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if it has the, the, the audio. Uh, we can't hear. Okay, but look at her, right? She's talking about the 35-year anniversary of the song Lost in Your Eyes. And I'm telling you, dude, Debbie Gibson is still a smoke show deep into her 50s. Okay? I'm not saying that she's Sydney Sweeney, all right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, dude, for her age, she's an, she's an absolute 10. How old is Debbie Gibson, by the way? Oh, dude, she's up there in age, but she still looks great, dude. She looks great. 53 years old. She looks amazing. Looks great. Do you know who I uh, uh, got to hang out with one year? Oh, here we go. Tall oh, Tales. Oh, no, 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 no. Tall Tales. Get, get, off, get, this, <laughs> get this off the screen. I'm going I'm to find it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. 
uh, about five or six years ago, I got to meet the singer Tiffany. Oh, hey, she was hot from back in the day, dude. How she held up? Um, gonna be honest with you, not that great. <laughs> <laughs> you could see the mileage. <laughs> a little bit, man, a little bit, but uh, it, it was funny. No, we had a uh, a party for my uh, brother-in-law for his birthday, actually for my sister-in-law for her birthday, and um, we actually had her go to a party in New York City where my family's from or where, where that part of the family's from, and she was out there celebrating with all of us. Wow. Oh, look, there it is. Let's go ahead and show her. There you are. Oh, there's a picture. So this isn't a tall tale. That's a tall. This actually happened. This all happened. Uh, this was back in 2016. There's Tiffany. Wow. We have more photos of her. She did a, a mini concert for us that day. Uh, oh, there, 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 there's the concert right there. That was my sister-in-law's birthday party. We were at a bar in New York City. Pretty cool, man. That is pretty cool, dude. So you see, not all the stories I tell are are fake, you know. I mean, <laughs> so you admit you you tell fake stories, you embellish. Not at all, man. This is oh, no, there, there, there she is. There's Tiffany. She's thinking. I think we're alone now. Ah, uh, okay. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. You know what? That's what we need to do. When we hit one thousand followers, I will hire a musician to come in here and play at least two acoustic sets for us, right? Two songs yeah. where we do karaoke along with it. <laughs> you got to pick a song. I'll pick a song. We'll have my guy come in here and, and play an acoustic guitar there while you he's go. singing. Have you ever done live live band karaoke? I have not, dude. That's but the, I want to do that for that, my birthday. The, when there's an actual band performing. Yeah. yeah. Dude, oh, by the way, I have a photo up right now that I wasn't expecting to post up there. But doesn't Duncan, doesn't Duncan look like Kung Fu Panda? Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> hey, by the way, man, congratulations. You, you got the job. You know, yeah. So that means that you're going to be employed. So I was jokingly having fun with Mike, and I was telling him, you know, we need to go ahead and do something. We maybe we need to go ahead and get a a benefit plate sale for Mike for the four weeks that you're not going to work. Yeah. Or you can let people pet the dogs. So I'm, I'm purposefully <laughs> unemployed right now. Now I am a a financial advisor and planner. I've decided to move my licenses from one broker to the other. And when that happens, you have to actually like stall your practice. Because you can't sign anybody new. So really between now and February 5th, I'm going to be twiddling my thumbs right now. Can't sign anybody new. I do have training tonight, though, or this afternoon rather, uh, for the new place. But it's not a new place because it's some place that I've worked with in the past for the for four and a half years. I'm just going back. And uh, signed a seven-year contract with them. <laughs> seven years. Yeah. Goodness. Everybody's a fan of what, you know, the videos we're showing of the women of the 80s. <laughs> Oh, you know what's so funny? Someone asked the other day, we were talking about, we were talking about Heather Thomas, right? Uh, it was Heather Thomas. What was it? It was the Battle of the Network Stars, right? Oh, yeah, Battle of the Network Stars. Okay, so we were talking about that, and someone mentioned the fact that they were wanting to watch it. They wanted to watch it on a um, uh, hey, we'll a, go a, lar a larger screen. So I, I, I got I to find it. They asked me to find it. Was, where was it on here? It was on YouTube. Yeah, but was it towards the beginning? Um, I think it went a little bit further in, just just a little bit further in. It wasn't very much. Dude, Heather Thomas was it. Smoke show, man. And that cameraman, he knew what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs>
one day I'll find it, dude. I, I, or maybe I'll just post it on Twitter or something because uh, I think it's funny that a lot of people were like, dude, who is this girl? I'm telling you, man, that's the only reason I would watch The Fall Guy as a kid was because of her. And I brought it up because I was like, you know what? We're talking about 80s and women of the 80s. And I was like, you know what? They don't really talk a lot about her. You know, the, the actress from The Fall Guy, when we looked her up, was Heather Thomas. Dude, The Fall Guy, I mean, some of those shows from the 80s still hold up. I was talking to somebody the other day about Quantum Leap. The one from the eight or the 90s, late 80s, early 90s was good. Yes. With Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Yeah, that was good. And the other ones that held up that were still good, and me and Jeff talk about this from time to time. Airwolf, man. I don't remember. Airwolf, Knight Rider. Would I, have, would I have liked Knight Rider? Because I've never seen Knight Rider. Dude, you would life. love freaking Knight Rider. Come are, 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 are on. Are we, talking car, Mike? Are we going to have to do this? Are we going to have to do a oh, Knight Rider revisit? I've done movie reviews. You haven't watched Knight Rider for I've, real? I've never seen Knight Rider my time. Oh, my God, dude. We got to get you into Knight Rider, man. Is that like on Hulu or something like that? Oh, dude, it's probably on YouTube or something. You can watch it for free, I'm sure. I can't find Heather Thomas doing her thing on here. It, it has. That's how David Hasselhoff came to be, man, because of Knight Rider. The Hoff. I the mean, Hoff. The Hoff, to me, dude, will always be Baywatch. It'll be Baywatch, but I'm just saying what, what put him on the map was Knight Rider. Jason Garcia asking the question, how sheltered is he? I don't know. I just didn't get into it, man. Head of a fist saying that chick from Flash Rider. Flash, Flash Dance. Dance, rather. Sorry, the, the, the thing moved uh, from Flash Dance is, it was hot. I remember that story, that, that movie, dude. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I remember the scenes, like the iconic scenes. Oh, how can you not remember that scene, dude? And you know what? She came out recently in um, The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. That actress, dude, she's still hot, man. Well, why is it that people were all into the pink, pink Power Ranger? Oh, bro, come on. Amy Jo Johnson? Amy Jo Johnson. Bro, there's... <laughs> I'm looking her up. I don't need to explain that to you. Just look at it. <laughs> Just look at her, dude. Just look at her. The fact that she knew the Pink Power Ranger's name. Oh, dude, we all know her name. Dad, all of I, us. I never watched Power Rangers growing up. Like, well, I didn't give a damn about no Power Ranger, but I'm just saying I put it on mute and just be like, do your thing, girl. <laughs> like, 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 like the one that was all that I was all about growing up, and even to this day is super hot, was the girl who played Winnie Cooper. Oh, dude, you know what? This Anna is McKellar. a good movie. You need to watch this one. If you're into Nessio shit from back in the 80s, Scott Bayo and Zapped, fabulous, dude. Really? Fabulous. And real fast, if you go onto my screen over here, Danica McKellar, even to this oh, day. Oh, man. She's a hot, she's a hot nugget, She's dude. a dime. I love the fact that she used the word nugget. Hot nugget. You, you, That's you, a hot you nugget. Have, you have embraced the nugget. The nugget. But a nugget to you me is be, a nugget. You'll you be 60, 70 years old, and you're going to be like, you know, you'll, you'll have like a, a, a grandchild who's, who's, who's getting married. <laughs> you find yourself a nugget, boy. <laughs> no, you find yourself a hot nugget. I mean, if she's hot at this age, she's going to be hot forever. Yeah. Hot forever. This is just this man. Is all, everybody's this coming out now. Talk. I'm telling you, Charlotte Lewis. Okay, let's look her up. Let's look her up. Charlotte Lewis. I don't know a Charlotte Lewis. Oh man, y'all I some good chinos, man. I mean, she ain't bad. Oh, she's a little bit of a. Oh, she's got a little little gangsta in her. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't Puffy know. roll up socks. He watched <laughs> the Christian veg. Vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Tim Gonzalez? This is Mike's uh, my 
Uh, did I uh, move my my microphone off to the side? Mike's microphone died. Hello, hello. Your show he is sounding good. So you're sounding good now. So maybe something happened. Okay. Yeah, I I had it uh, lowered uh, a little bit lower than I normally do. But uh, my goodness, man, my goodness, nostalgia, dude. We need and, to get back the on thing. the kick, man. If you were well, reviewing we, we, movies, we've been talking about actors, but at, at some point, I. Maybe the movie review is going to be a TV show review. No, no, no. The next movie review we got to do is it's right up your alley, dude. I'm telling you, you watch Zapped from the 80s. That is going to be a movie that you're going to have tons of fun with. Okay. It is. It's a comedy. I've never heard of it. It's like a raunchy comedy. And you're going to love it, dude. You're going to freaking love it. It would be it would be what what Mikey Menace would do. If he got zapped with some superpowers. Dude, I, I think we found what we need to do because here's the thing. I'm looking at all these TV shows, right? Yeah. Knight Rider. I've never seen one episode. Airwolf. I've never seen Airwolf. A-Team. I've never seen A-Team. I've never seen Street Hawk. I did see MacGyver. Okay. Whatever Auto Man is. I've never seen Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I don't remember Miami Vice. Oh, I, mean, I remember man. Miami Vice, but I don't remember seeing it. You remember the intro song? I never saw Walker, Texas Ranger. I never saw The Highwaymen. Uh, fall guy fall guy i want to say that i saw that with my dad for a little while i never okay. saw viper i never saw charlie's angels i never saw chips never saw bionic woman never saw the six million dollar man you Hill never Street saw Blues. chips bro quincy i did see quincy because like my mom would watch that i never saw incredible hulk dude we have a new thing we got it dude we, we have it. a new thing hey and we have to have a segment from hotties from the 80s Hotties from the 80s, hotties from the 90s. 80s and 90s, yeah. I like it. I like it. The, the It's a little bit of nostalgia, a pop culture nostalgia segment. You know what? In honor of March Madness, which is coming up in two months, maybe we do brackets. Oh, God. <laughs> hotties. A hottie bracket. Yes. <laughs> and then we do a sweet 16 of the 60s, I mean, of the 70s, 80s, the, no, no, <laughs> 70s, 80s, and 90s, you know? That's what I think we'll do. LRM says Renegade. Never heard of it. <laughs> Joe Gonzalez. Chachi out there putting powers on people. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you. Scott Baio. Zap, dude. That's going to be your next movie. You know who I got confused with Scott Baio? Scott Baio was from, um, he was from Happy Days, right? And he's now like the whacked out far right guy. Um. That's funny. I, I, I was thinking of Adrian Zamed. Look, look, man. Look at the Drew show. He knows exactly what I'm talking about, bro. Uh, no, no, no. He's, he's, tell, he's telling me he's telling me stuff I don't want to see. It was a long thing. It was a long thing. Uh, I don't want to know the whole story. I want to be surprised when I watch it. Uh, but Scott Bayo apparently has powers. I, I, I yeah, purposefully close my eyes. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's the whole thing about it. That's the premise, right? It's a teen, kind of a teen in high school that gains powers. Hey, do you know a movie I want to watch that yeah. I, I used to – I saw this movie growing up, one of the few that I did watch growing up, that I can't find anywhere. But do you remember the movie Midnight Madness, 1980 with Michael J. Fox? It sounds familiar. I might have watched it. it it's they're on a um, – they're on a scavenger hunt. It's like a high school scavenger hunt. I if may you, have watched it. If you <clears> haven't <throat> seen it. I want you to watch that movie. Maybe we could all kind of Scavenger go hunt. back in time to watch this movie, Midnight Madness. Um, there's there's some people that you'll notice, you'll recognize on this on this movie. Hey man, I'll tell you one thing. One of the the capabilities that we have here that you've never partaken in is I have a projector. If you look right in front of you, 
I have a 120 inch screen in front of you. Yeah. We have surround sound in here, bro. We could do this. <laughs> you could come in here and we'll have a couple beers. You know, I got good liquor here. I, I know. I owe you Buffalo Trace. Yeah. So, I mean, we could make it happen now, Mike. We could watch a movie or a series here real quick and invite the jefe. I still have to review uh, Transformers 86. For that one, we're renting the theater. I'm renting the theater. I'm already talking with theaters, scouting around prices. Because you were telling me, and then I was talking with them too, and it's like, they give you a price quote for just going into watching the movie, right? Right. But if you want to have refreshments, it's a certain price. So I'm like, that can happen. Someone, uh, L LRM, saying Kathleen Kinmont, never heard of you, but I'm, I'm willing to image... Oh, hello. My what? name my name's Michael, and I enjoy long walks along the beach. <laughs> Let's put her on. There you go. I mean, that's her now, but uh, back in the day. Oh, man, that's another series you have to put on your list, dude. What's that? Charles in Charge. Never seen it. Charles in Charge. I think we figured out this. this I'm glad that we had this conversation, this deep dive, which was not anticipated. Uh, because now we know that I did two years worth of movie reviews and I have probably another year that I could do. Yeah. You know, when I was at San Jose Sports Star, I never realized up until now, I never saw TV shows. That's our thing now. My TV shows growing <clears throat> up were, I remember watching Night Court. Oh, I remember Night Court. Yeah. Uh, Marky Post might have been. Uh, the first time I got yeah. a chub might have been Marky Post. She was cute. Bull, remember Bull, Bull, the tall guy, the the yeah. guy that was it like a guard or something. He was out a guard, there? Yeah. yeah. Harry Anderson was yeah. the guy, and I'm now watching Night Court on Peacock, the the new oh, the new okay. episode, the new one, which has the girl who plays Bernadette on Big Bang Theory. We know who else was cute. That girl from that series Wings. Dude, I loved Wings. Man. She was cute. That little blonde they had there. Very underrated show. Yeah, it was the it was Tim Daly, I believe. Yeah, is, yeah. Is what it, it was, was a good show, man. Um, I, so in the eighties, I was watching night court. I watched family ties cause, okay. cause, uh, Justine Bateman, Mallory, <laughs> she was hot dude. Was. Justine Bateman, Bateman, man. Uh, I watched, um, Cosby show cause Lisa Bonet kind of did it for me. Uh, I watched growing pains in the late, in the early nineties. And I would sneak away to watch married with children, which still to this day is one of my favorite shows. Married with children. Yeah. I mean, dude, but, you, you can't say those things anymore that, yeah. that Al Bundy was saying, but it was funny as hell. I watched Quantum Leap. Yeah. I watched Golden Girls. <laughs> Golden Girls low-key is funny, dude. It, it's still funny. It's, it's great. still funny, man. Uh, aside from that, I cannot think of any other TV show. So I named the seven shows of the 80s. You never watched Family Matters growing up in the, the late That's 80s, the 90s. 90s? That's yeah. the 90s. Yeah, I, I watched Family Urkel. Matters. Um. There was a show back in the day, back in the 90s, that I really liked. Uh, it was called Step by Step. Oh, I remember that. Dude, they had some hot women on that one. Oh, man. I mean, the daughters were hot. Suzanne Summers, may she RIP. Yeah. Uh, was also on that show. What was the girl's name? Stacy? Stacey Keenan. She was cute, uh, Stacey Keach. So Keenan. Keenan. Or Keegan, Keenan, I think Keenan, it yeah. was. Stacey she's, Keenan. She's, she's now a lawyer. She was cute, dude. She still yeah. is cute. Or, she, or she's like a district attorney or something like that. Yeah. Now. She's smart. Yeah. Oh, I loved her, dude. I loved oh, her. Oh, yeah, dude. I loved it. And then you kind of dovetail into um, Saved by the Bell and 90210 <laughs> yeah, and Party yeah. of Five and Melrose Place. And man, Tiffany Ambie and Tyson in Whew. Melrose Place was so much hotter than she was as Kelly Kapowski. No, she came out in uh, 90210. 
Tiffany Amber Thiessen. What was that other show that she was on? Was it 90210? Yeah, it was Beverly Hills 90210. She was smoking. Who was in Melrose Place? Oh, they had some other uh, women there in Melrose Place. Melrose Place was, they had some cute women there too, man. Melrose. Oh, you know who had, who was? It was Daphne something, the the brunette. She was cute. Uh, the, the Melrose Place cast of the 90s, the one that I'm thinking of, uh, what was her name? Daphne. She came out in Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah, but the 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 brunette they had. Heather she came Locklear out in was in was in that show as also. Yeah, that's awesome. The Melrose Place cast. I want to see. Come on, what was that girl's name? And don't get me started. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Melrose Place was Andrew Shu, Heather Locklear. Uh, Grant Show, Courtney Thorne Smith, Courtney Thorne Smith, man, low key, dude. I mean, she was amazing. Have you ever seen Norm Macdonald? May yeah. he R.I.P. Norm Macdonald uh, roasting Courtney Thorne Smith on Conan O'Brien's <laughs> show, God, man, dude, that was brutal, man. I think it killed her career in a funny way. Rudolph Gonzalez saying Betsy Russell in <laughs> private school, man. All these Tim guys, Gonzalez, man. seventh heaven, seventh freaking heaven, dude. Betsy Russell in private school. <laughs> oh, oh, that's her Zuniga. name. Daphne Zuni guy. Daphne, I pulled Daphne her up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look up Betsy Russell. Man, who's this? I'm gonna, Beverly what, what, what are we doing here? This 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 went off the rails really far. Really it, went, it went off the rails quick because we got a lot of horn dogs out here, Mike. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 hey. Uh, Rudolph Gonzalez. Can I show this one on screen? Yes, go ahead. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah let, let, uh, she is 60 years old now, but uh, I like your style from the 80s, my man. Yeah, I like your style. She from looks the like 80s she's and 90s. good for speed, maybe speed and comfort. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't no BB Rexa, though. <laughs> <laughs> Use BB Rexa, dude. Come on, hey, man, man. she keep you warm, dude. It's cold out here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to freeze, Mike. <laughs> You're like a dick. <laughs> with two C's. <laughs> two C's. I was like, BB Rexa has like five C's, dude. Hey man, don't be hating on BB, dude. Dude, I, I hate to say it. BB Rexa went from super hot, super hot thick. I think she went six pounds over that. Now I think she's kind of just she's just kind of fat now. Dude, you just gotta get her walking, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go up and down Patranko, girl. I got you. <laughs> I'm gonna look up BB Rexa 2023. <laughs> Hey man, we'll out, we're we're gonna outwalk the brother that walks up and down Petranko with no shirt in this weather, man. The staple of, Mar of Petranko Road. You see him all the time, yeah, Mike. Yeah, uh, I know who you're talking about. See, BB Rexa. Uh, I'm I'm posting a photo. I'm posting a photo. This oh, is 2023. I'm just saying she's. What's, what's wrong with her, Mike? What's wrong with her? I'm not saying that she's that she's ugly. I I I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that she's might have gone past thick. Into the realm of fat. Hey, man, that's just more to love, man. <laughs> this has been a fun show. Uh, what do we got going on tomorrow? Tomorrow's Friday, right? Yeah. <laughs> Chris Gonzalez. BB has a medical condition. Leave, leave her, her alone. alone. <laughs> yeah. It's called obesity. <laughs> oh, Lord. She does a scene where she's riding Lady Godiva style. Nice. Look at even Jeff chimed in. Dude. Suzanne Hall, dude. No, 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 no. Jeff Garcia locked on Spurs Kent's five. Follow him at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Susanna Hoffs belongs to me. Susanna <laughs> hey. Hoffs is my first celebrity crush. 
There's some fighting words there with Jeff. She belongs to me. And I love her. You can't have her, Jeff. That's so funny. <laughs> this has been a fun show. I got to go get ready for my training session today. New gig. Go. Signed a seven-year deal. Man, that's a long company. time. That's a long time. Seven years. There's a stipulation that where I can get out in three or four. But uh, I feel like an athlete. Yeah, you. I, like I was telling you, I was making fun. But I'm saying you're a corporate man now. Still get to work from home. Yeah. Still get to work from home. Uh, but a lot more responsibility. A lot more responsibility. But, you know, we'll also be able to do the podcast and whatnot. But yeah. I'll be doing it here in the studio a couple days a week. Do it from home a couple of days a week. Kind of go back and forth. Uh, no, but it's yeah. it's all good, man. I'm going to put another camera on the other monitor, by the way, so we can see the guest when we have one in studio. Right. That sits on the other side. No, you're doing an amazing job with all of this stuff over here. Uh, we'll be going out there looking for sponsors again before you click off like and subscribe to what we do. You know what? You know what would make me happy? I'm going to go on right now and I'm going to see if we have any new subscribers today. Yeah. Let's see. Do we have any new subscribers today? And the answer is. <laughs> Ooh. It's nice to know that there's a two second delay. Oh, yeah. There always is, dude, on social media. Well, when you're doing anything live. Yeah. Uh, there was five more than yesterday. Oh, uh, we got one more during the show. Nice. But like I was saying, if you all want to see me and Mike do a little bit of the karaoke, we got to push us to a thousand. <laughs> Jacob reaches out and says, congrats, Mike. Seven year fully guaranteed. No trade clause. <laughs> 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 I become a restricted free agent at that point. Uh, no, no Lord. It, uh, it, it's nice to know that, uh, that, uh, I was wanted. Right. I'm still self-employed, but it's just who I aligned myself with. One last one before we go. Uh, someone mentioned uh, Rudolph Gonzalez mentioned Nikki Cox was hot oh, before yeah. surgery. Uh, think about it. Uh, Jay Moore was married to Nikki Cox, the comedian Jay Moore, also does sports talk radio for many years. A stand-up comedian Jay Moore. He's the one who coined the phrase, death, taxes, spurs, win. Um, he had Nikki Cox when she was Smoking hot back in the day. Uh, Unhappily Ever After, I believe, was the show that she was on. And now he's married to Jeannie Buss, owner of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. He lives a life. He's living, yeah, man. He's living good, dude. <laughs> living good. Chris Gonzalez with D Nikki Cox did a Bobcat goal with. Uh, that, that is true. That is true. And they were also on that show together uh, on Fox back in the day. It was kind of like they were trying to redo Married with Children with a dog. A talking oh, dog. No, man. And that show sucked ass. You know, it's just as bad as that stupid show my kids used to make me watch back in the day on the Disney Channel. Dog with a blog. Yeah. <laughs> a dog, a freaking talking dog. I'm like, dude, I'm out. Oh, this show's going to go longer if you have a few minutes. Uh, uh, Hand yeah. of a fist saying, surprise, y'all don't have any Cat Williams takes. Uh, <laughs> dude, did dude. you see the interview? Yeah, I have, man. He was in that interview with that podcast with, with, with Shannon Sharp, and he went off on the uh, the kings of comedy guys, the uh, the Bernie Max and the Steve Harveys, and goes off on Kevin Hart and all that stuff. I believe him. Man. I believe a lot I of what he says. Him. I don't think it's one hundred percent accurate, but I think it's about uh, let's go ahead and say seventy percent accurate. Yeah, and maybe you know, a little embellished. He wasn't drinking though. He wasn't out there drinking and slamming him down like Shannon was. You know, sipping on something here and there. Right. He came on there coherent, 
and he was uh really uh eloquent in the way that he was spoken really well spoken he was not going off on rants and screaming and yelling yeah very controlled telling you exactly hey I got nothing to lose. Yeah, he basically said that a lot of these guys either a steal, yeah, steal uh, their uh, their jokes, their jokes, yeah, or they have sided with the man. You know, they they jump through the hoops, they kiss the ass that needs to be kissed in order to be stars. And he basically said that it, that talent does not win out in Hollywood. That what wins out is who kisses the right person's ass out there. Yeah, and he said that he's been successful. He's had a really long career, but he never became a superstar. Yeah, because he refused to to dance the dance. He refused to to uh, conform, conform, or, yeah. or 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 do certain things that he thought were demeaning. And he mentions Harvey Weinstein, and he was saying that Harvey Weinstein was somebody that that wanted him to do certain things, and he even accused uh, Weinstein of being sexual towards him. And he went off and said, "Look, he goes, I didn't dance the dance, and then other people became famous, like Kevin Hart and all that." And he questioned Kevin Hart. He's like, Kevin Hart never did the touring that we did. How did he become so popular the way that he did? This was before social media where like a Matt Rife would go off and social yeah. media become very, very popular. It's like he suddenly became this, this sensation. And he goes, that guy couldn't fill a local comedy club. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. And he, it's because you kiss the ass that you need to kiss and you sell, your, you sell yourself and you sell yeah. out. I was talking about Steve Harvey. Uh, not writing any of his jokes, and Steve Harvey just delivers, and and he goes off to say that uh, other uh, like uh, da Daniel Faison, saying that you know that Faison uh, doesn't have any ne Netflix specials, and he goes, he basically says that he's been true to himself, and it cost him a certain level of popularity when he knew he could have been even more popular, and, and he defended play people like Ice Cube along the way, mm -hmm. where he was like Ice Cube, uh, you know. Uh, String shoe budgeted things like Friday and whatnot, and mm -hmm. people shouldn't complain years later about how much they got paid on it. And and he was talking about the opportunities that certain African American uh, performers, whether they be rappers or comedians or actors, have, and that oftentimes the chosen ones are chosen simply because they conform, because they uh, they they do the dance, they kiss the babies, they yeah. they they play the politics, yeah, and they, popularity and they sell thing. their soul, yeah, to make it happen, and maybe even do things sexually that they shouldn't do otherwise and that there's blackmail involved in what they do. Jeff Garcia from Lockdown Express, Ken's Five, what's my take on the Stephen A. Smith, uh, Jason Willock? That was actually going to be a big part of the show today before the you whole thing. Track. No, well, before we had the whole thing with <clears throat> Belichick yeah. and, and Saban and Pete Carroll and, and all of that. Jason Whitlock, uh, I am glad that Stephen A. Smith went after him because Jason Whitlock is accusing Stephen A. Smith of embellishing his memoir and saying that certain things didn't happen or that they were complete embellishments. And Stephen A. Smith went on his podcast yeah. and just eviscerated Whitlock, called him out by name, cussed him out, called him a fat bastard, called him a <laughs> bitch. Did you hear any of this? No, I didn't. Called, I him, a, called him a fat bastard, said, you know, said, uh, you know, you, you know, uh, uh, Jason Whitlock, you bitch. You know, and was going off and throwing f bombs and all that stuff about Jason Willock. And he basically said, he goes, before I went on and did all this, he goes, I told my pastor that I was going to go do this and ask for forgiveness beforehand. And he goes, and I told ESPN what I was going to do. I wasn't going to. He goes, I wasn't asking for their permission. I was just giving them a heads up. Yeah. 
you know, because he goes, my po- my podcast is my podcast because what I do in a podcast belongs to Stephen A. Smith. He goes, but they're my employer when I do ESPN stuff. First yeah. take is an ESPN thing. And he went off on Jason Whitlock saying, saying calling Whitlock lazy, saying that he's a bad writer, that he is uh, worse than a white supremacist Jeez. because he sells out his own people. And that basically says that he's lazy and that uh, that there were a lot of writers at ESPN from Jamel Hill to Michael Smith and all of these people who have gone on and don't want to work with him. Uh, real fast, um, I mean, if you could find on Twitter uh, a Stephen A. Smith quote. Okay. Uh, but up. but it's it's interesting because Stephen A. Smith is a you know he's a talking head that's a lightning rod you know you either love him or you hate him. I like Stephen A. Smith more than I do Skip Bayless. Uh, but they both have the same shtick kind of going on. But Stephen A. Smith on one of the things that he said was he said that he was um, even though he only played high school basketball for one year he said that a university was trying to scout him. And Whitlock called him out saying it was bullshit. And Whitlock was going on and saying that certain things in Stephen A.'s life were not true. And Stephen A. comes back and was saying, Whitlock, you would always get in trouble for being lazy, not doing shit. And I would stand up for you. And now you're going to come back and come at me? Let me see if I can get the video. I think I got the video. Yeah, let's hear it. Let me go ahead and bring that up here. Let me go ahead and share it. Give me a second here. All right, here we go. There it is. No. I don't know of another human being worse than Jason Whitlock. He is a piece of shit. (laughs) He's the dude that's going to have a funeral and ain't going to be no pallbearers. Might be two people to show up. He's that dude. He is the absolute worst. And he lies. And he incriminates. And he tries to set people up to fail, to big up himself because he can't do it on his own. He had a television show. He failed. He's had opportunities one time after another. He doesn't measure up. And now he's coming at the big dog. And let me tell you something right now. I am the big dog. I ain't the only one. I ain't the only one. There's plenty. Skip Bayless, apologies to him, too, for bringing up Jason Whitlock's name in the same sentence as him. But we all know what time it is. Everyone knows. All the executives at all the networks, they know what a piece of shit he is. And they begged me not to do this. But even my pastor, A.R. Bernard, said, I'm not happy about it. But every now and then we got to do what we got to do. I promise you, and last to my sister Carmen, I won't do this again. I promise you. I know you cringing. You didn't want me to do this. I'm sorry, sis. It was necessary. Oh, yeah, because he felt like a man was coming after everything that he's built, you know? And Jason Whitlock is uh, somebody who uh, will oftentimes appear on extreme far-right media. Oh, yeah. And and he's basically going on and, um, you know, he, he, he goes against... Barack Obama, he goes against George Floyd, he goes against certain things, and 
basically Stephen A. Smith calls him a sellout, saying it's okay to be conservative, but yeah. it's also another thing to be a sellout. And he basically says that you pander to a certain demographic, not because you believe that, but because you are trying to get money out of it. Jason Whitlock does have 700 followers, 700,000 followers right now uh, on uh, uh, on Twitter. And, goes, and he's going against Cat Williams. He's going against a lot of different people. And if you go on to uh, to this whole thing, you know, where he's talking about positive things about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, you know, and all this stuff. And it's just one of those things where it rubs people the wrong way, uh, especially a lot of people in the African-American community, because it just seems that Jason Whitlock supports sellouts. And uh, Jason Whitlock, by the way, um, I have followed him maybe in the early 2010s. And some of it was cute. Some of it was funny. But then you realize that he was saying certain things not because he believed them. He was saying certain things because he was trying to get a reaction out of them. Yeah. <clears throat> now, people accuse me of that sometimes. Like, we started the show talking about Chet Holmgren versus Victor Wimanyama. That's not me being contrary. That's not me trying to get a rise out of people. That's not me trying to do anything. It's my, my legit thoughts yeah. are, okay, if I was a juror and I had no fight in the game, I had no horse in, in, in the game, and 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 I had uh, Victor Wimanyama played for the Washington Wizards, what would I think? Yeah. Why should it change because I'm a Spurs fan? What would I think if it was the Wizards that had Victor Wimanyama? So when I say certain things, I say certain things because um, that's how I actually feel or think, or maybe it's just something that I'm looking at from a different perspective. Jason Whitlock goes where the money is. Yeah. And the money is, is for him to be a sellout. And for him to call out somebody on their own book saying that Stephen A. Smith didn't write it and that whatever is in there is embellished and all that stuff as though Jason Whitlock knows his truth and knows his life. Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith said, they're saying, man, I supported you up here. You know, we, we, you know, people refuse to work with you because you're a dick. Yeah. And one thing that I do know about people just in general is that if a lot of people don't like you, it's not because it's them. It's because you're the, you're the problem. Yeah. You know, uh, if somebody is having a hard time with lots of things, whether it be dating or whatever, whatever, they need to look at within themselves. Yeah, they do. Because there's a common denominator in all of this, right? If you are at work and everyone hates you, it's not because they're out to get you. It's because there's something wrong with your personality. You know, now there's some exceptions to the rule, maybe some clicks and things like yeah, that, that, yeah. that before you got there or whatever. I understand that. But Stephen A. Smith is there saying, Jason Willock, nobody likes you. <laughs> and you burn a lot of bridges, and then you burn the bridges, and then what do you do? You then go sue. You go sue. You know, he, he's, he's, you know, and I've always thought that of, of Whitlock. I, I stopped following. I don't need Stephen A. Smith to validate my belief on, J, on Jason Whitlock yeah. because I have stopped watching and listening to him for years because I <laughs> see him Same. for what he is. Yeah. I see him for what he is. The guy's a dick who's trying to uh, – he's a sellout. He brings no value. Yeah. No value. And there's nothing wrong with being conservative, whether you're Hispanic or black or white. or There's nothing wrong. But there, there's a there's a, a way in which you do it. Yeah. Right? You, you can be conservative. That's great. You go January 6th things, 
that's taking it too far. Yeah, when you're when you're doing a live streamer, you're on TV right. to entertain people. You're not on there to talk politics. Right. You're not in there to bring your ideals into this. You're there to have fun, talk about relevant topics of the day, and have fun with it. It's a show where people escape, just like our show, and we have fun with it. We talk about it. We interact with people. We all reminisce about old times, old movies, all these things. It's a place. It's a safe place for everybody to have an opinion and have fun with it. It's not on us to jump on a soapbox and preach to you and tell you, this is what I believe. This is the way you right. need to do things. No, that's not what this is about. No, it's not about you. Agreed. You know. And for the record, I firmly believe that the far left and the far right are both stupid. <laughs> okay? Because uh, I see a lot on the far left that it just upsets the living crap out of me. I see a lot of stuff on the far right that upsets the, the living crap out of me. Why can't, why can't things be in the middle like they used to always be? Yeah. But Stephen A. Smith calling him out, that was, that was pretty interesting. Uh, there was another topic that I wanted to get into today yeah. uh, uh, about Stephen A. Smith. It was actually about ESPN because ESPN uh, employs the uh, guy with the black muscle <laughs> muscle shirt with the, the, the black wife beater, uh, oh, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, yeah, the McAfee show. There's been a lot of it's, talk about that. Yeah, so now Aaron Rodgers is no longer part of the show. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers was there every week. By the way, what's that other dude that's on there? Is it A.J. Hawk? Or, uh, yeah, a Hawk. Yeah. Does nothing. <laughs> he doesn't say anything the entire show. You just see his creepy ass face going the entire time. He's the creepiest looking motherfucker I've ever seen. Is that guy on the Pat McAfee show? He just sits there, doesn't say anything, doesn't laugh, doesn't do any emotion other than a fucking evil grin. I can't stand that guy. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I just can't stand him. Pat McAfee. Of course, the whole situation involving Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, insinuated or basically said that uh, Jimmy Kimmel of ABC, uh, that he was going to be on one of the Jeffrey Epstein lists. <laughs> and Kimmel goes on and says that he's going to sue if he doesn't shut his trap. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is Aaron Rodgers double downs on it and then goes on a five minute tirade about COVID, uh, COVID vaccines and goes unhinged for five or six minutes. And now ESPN saying that Aaron Rodgers is no longer on that show. <laughs> well, you know what it's and, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, lay off the weed. Lay off the weed. Exactly. <laughs> and Pat McAfee is coming off the fact that he went after an executive at ESPN for saying that the executive is trying to, to derail his show by spreading false rumors about it. And others are out there, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world who have said, you know what, Pat McAfee might actually be telling the truth here. You know, Michael Smith and Jamel Hill and all these people, the, yeah. all these characters that were at ESPN who were up and gone, that basically this particular executive at ESPN just wants vanilla sports. They want to control things. They want no personality. Yeah. They, they want no personality when ESPN has been personality-driven for so long. Well, they got rid of all the guys that they deemed – I guess, old, tired. They want to get younger. They want to bring in that younger audience. That's the reason why they got the Pat McAfee show. And they got rid of all those other reporters that they had. And and that's the so weird about Pat McAfee is that McAfee, by the way, made an announcement today saying, oh, no, 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 no. The whole thing about Aaron Rodgers isn't because he was no longer allowed on my show. Mutual decision, bullshit, whatever, right? Yeah. The weird thing about Pat McAfee, I can't stand his show. 
I, I, I His show was entertaining before he got on ESPN. Now it's been watered down. It's been watered down. Now, there are some guests that he has on there that I think are great. I think Adam Schefter on that show, yeah. for some reason, Pat McAfee and Adam Schefter click yeah. so well. Good and, chemistry. And then in the side, you have AJ Hawk. Just, dude, I, I'm going to look up. <laughs> I, see, I see the guy, man. He's creepy, man. Not going to lie. Dude. And what's the name of that other brother they got on the show? The one with the, the beautiful mullet, man. He's always talking. <laughs> dude. Yeah, AJ Hawk. Look, 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 look. I'm, I'm gonna. Okay, this, this photo right here that I have right here on, on the screen right here. If, if you, if you, yeah, if, yeah, I'll show it right now, it. bro. There you go. I got you. Pat McAfee. I'll just Pat McAfee does his thing on the left hand side, and then Hawk on the side over here <laughs> doesn't do shit. <laughs> just sits there and just looks like a creep. And then gives little smirks like this shit. And that's all he does for three fucking hours. It is insane. So the weird while while back if he's sitting there wearing the, the same five black wife beaters on, on rotation, right? The weird thing is about this whole thing about Pat McAfee and all that stuff is that all the stuff that he brings on game day to like college game day. Uh, on the field at, at at college football games at NFL games is brilliant. When he's out there with former players, when he's out there with a Colt McCoy, when he's yeah. out there with a whatever, whatever you know, with uh, Emmanuel Acho or whomever, or even out there. visiting campuses, amazing, great, great. amazing. He's a plus 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 when it comes to that. He needs to be with the people. He, he likes yes. to mingle with the people. But the actual show that he does sucks so bad it's been watered down from what it used to be man tim gonzalez say nick saban's always on a show every thursday he does get good yeah, guests he does and, and when he has a guest it's fine he had adam silver the nba commissioner come out on the show yeah that doesn't always happen man they, they are in, in between a rock and a hard place right now because espn knows that Pat McAfee doesn't need them. He doesn't need them, dude. He has his own thing going on. And that's the interesting thing about the way that uh, this works in, in, in sports right now is that you don't need San Antonio sports star no. or ticket 760 to have a voice. If we get this to two, three, four, five thousand listeners, we become a disturbance in their force. Oh, yeah, no and doubt. And that's the goal. Right. Our goal is to disturb them. But that being said, you take a look at at uh, Pat McAfee. He leaves. The number of viewers goes down for ESPN because ESPN is kind of a sinking ship. They don't really have they haven't really invested in top tier talent beyond the, the faces that are already popular. Right. You know, the other shows that they have aren't really that great. They're not good. You know, but look at the talent that they got rid of. They got rid of Dan Lebetard. Dude, Levitard's show was amazing. Yeah, they got rid of Levitard. They got rid of uh, what's his name, Michael Irvin. All the other they got rid. Uh, they got rid of Skip Bayless. Skip. They got rid of, and you know what? That's why people watched. Yeah. And what is left? And and for Pat McAfee to go, this motherfucker over here is making ESPN so boring that he's they sabotaging the careers of certain people. Because that's the way that he gets his way. He accused this executive of, at ESPN of going out and releasing fake TV ratings. 
before they were actually released to make it appear so that the narrative nationwide was Pat McAfee's show is 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 failing. Yeah. And he came up and goes, I know who, who did this. I know who, who the anonymous source is. The anonymous source is doing this because he doesn't like me. And by the way, the ratings haven't even fucking come out yet, and they're going to be a lot better than this. And I believe McAfee. Yeah. Sabotage, dude, is what they're doing. But he's but Mac, but McAfee is not necessarily the employee who is like, I need you need I need you. You need me more than I need you. Yeah. McAfee is going to make a shit ton of money whether he's there or not there. Sure that. And the whole Aaron Rodgers thing going off the air uh, is probably in his best interest because there was nothing that Aaron Rodgers brought to the table. And just a bunch of crazy talk is what it was. Yeah, and and it was just so bizarre. It's one thing if Aaron Rodgers was to go out there and say things that were insightful, but he never did. He didn't talk about, hey, this is what I'm doing right now as far as my rehabbing. I'm going to be back. Thank you, guys. Anything of that nature. He was talking about nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Not giving you tidbits. Hey, this is my time that I might be back. You know, the time frame as far as me coming back or, hey, I've been doing this with some of the players, you know, while I've been rehabbing or something. Give us some information that we can use. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Brings nothing, nothing. to the table. Yeah. It's a waste of space, man. Get somebody else on the show. <laughs> Tim Gonzalez, which is now saying, plus Pat McAfee does WWE stuff. Hey, he, he's not bad in the ring, bro. He's not. He's not. He's not. By the way, we've done this show today because it's your day off. And oh, yeah. I'm relatively unemployed. For I ain't got weeks. shit to do. <laughs> I'm not unemployed. I'm still employed, but I'm not taking clients for Benefit plate sale coming in. <laughs> exactly. Go fund me. Uh, no, but we've done two hours of show today. Yeah. And we're going to take this right to 12 o'clock because I want to hit the two hour mark. (laughs) Fuck it. Why not? I want to hit the two hour mark. (laughs) We'll go for three hours. I don't care. Yeah. Dare us. But you know what? This is, this is showing us something here. And this is what I was wanting to get at when we're doing this show and we're going to wind up doing this probably tomorrow might be a good test. We'll do the show for about 45 minutes. And immediately after we end this show. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter spaces. Yeah. And that way the the fans can interact with us because they're going to be able to get on the stage and talk about whatever the hell they want to talk about. Yeah. And, and there, there, there doesn't necessarily need to be a planned rundown. I mean, I I send you a list of things to do, but oftentimes really, you know, the, the good thing about it is think about it. We've done two hours of show today, right? Yeah. That's 120 minutes of, Content, I guess you would call it. Yeah, it's good 120 content. minutes. You know how long it takes to do 120 minutes of content at a radio station? Oh, three dude. and a half hours. <laughs> you got to factor in commercial segments, you know, and all the the other corporate stuff yeah. that they need to get done. Headlines. Yeah. Let's see what's going on in the NBA tonight. NBA has several games on tap. The uh, front runner for the Rookie of the Year, Chet Holmgren. <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder oh, taking no. all the Portland Trailblazers tonight. Oh, speaking of Portland, guess what I just got for a game that's coming up What's when the Spurs on? are playing Portland. What's going on? I got four VIP Spurs tickets. Nice. Guess who's coming with me? Who's that? Nice. I'm going to invite our boy, Brandon Medina, and I'm going to take my best friend, and we might be able to partake in free uh, free drinks and food. Very cool, man. Free I'll t- parking. I'll, I'll take that, baby. I'll take that. What yeah. is that again? It's coming up here. I got to look at the email. My wife sent it to me because they gave her this package at work. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to go see a game. You can have it. Nats, Cavaliers, 
That's a game at one o'clock today. What the heck? It's a one o'clock game. 6.30 on TNT. You got the Boston Celtics at the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a great matchup right there. Milwaukee favored by four and a half points at home. Portland at OKC Thunder. OKC favored by 12 and a half points. Knicks at Mavericks. Knicks, wow, favored by three and a half in this game. Yeah. And then you got the Suns and Lakers also on TNT. That tip off at nine o'clock. Durant against Davis. Durant against uh, LeBron James. Lakers favored by a point and a half. Lakers come in at 19 to 19. The in-season tournament champion, LA Lakers. Looking forward to this weekend because uh, you've got the games going on for the NFL playoffs. Wild card weekend. First game is going to be the Browns and Texans. 3.30 kickoff. NBC on Saturday. My flight doesn't take off till like 10 p.m. Saturday night. So I'll be able to watch most of these games. At least the first game I'll be able to watch at a friend's house. Uh, You have uh, Cleveland. The the spread has now moved in their direction. They're now favored by two, even though the Texans are the home team. Dolphins at Chiefs. Again, it's going to be negative (laughs) nine or 10 degrees wind chill factor when it's all said and done. Chiefs favored in this game by four and a half points. I mean, how do you throw the ball? How do you even fucking move, bro? It's too damn cold. Sunday's game, the early game, CBS Steelers at Bills. Bills favored by 10. That's the biggest spread of all of them this year. Jeez, Dude, I never realized that the Steelers had a streak going of number of 10 win game seasons. Really? It's crazy. They got They won the last several games. Here's here's the, the Steelers' uh, number of wins that they've had in the last X number of years, right? Yeah. I got a serious question, man. Yeah. Look at this. Chris Gonzalez, man. Questions. Since Mike is a fashion guy, do men go out and buy pajamas to sleep? <laughs> no, dude. It's called T-shirt and chones, dude. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? What let's, pajamas? Let's, let's, let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and do this. Uh, ask us a question. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> ask us a question. Ask us a question. We'll <laughs> we'll answer. So no, I'm I'm a t-shirt and boxer brief guy, but it has to be a loose fitting boxer brief. I don't want it to be all. You, you got to wear the one that has the holes in it. Uh, the, <laughs> dude, I got rid of the holy ones about three months ago, dude. Do you see those memes that they had during Christmas time? It says "Stay Strong, Kings," and they show the the holes in the socks. The holes in the chones. They yeah. said Christmas is two weeks away. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Kohl's and I bought myself a ton of um, underwear, a ton of socks the other day. And uh, I also Costco I buy a lot yeah. from as well. Uh, found it interesting. I realized that the T-shirts I have at home just to kind of like sleep in, sleep in yeah. or no, just to go out to T-shirt and jeans type of thing. I have a lot of LSU shirts because every time I go see my daughter, I buy a shirt or two and I go see her two or three times a year. So I probably have like nine or 10 LSU t-shirts. Yeah. I go the whole week and wear a different one, right? LSU dad, you know, go Tigers. I seen your you shirts. Know. Yeah. So I got all of that. I like buying t-shirts at breweries. Like if I go to a oh, bar, okay. if I go to a bar and, and I see one up there and it's cutesy and it has like some sort of like, dad joke on there you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna buy it dude yeah how much is that 25 25 bucks fuck it i'm gonna (laughs) go ahead and buy it i buy a lot of my shirts t-shirts even clothes for example i get them from like macy's or i go to jc penny because i'm out there with the wife anyway yeah but jc penny has some good stuff man chris gonzalez saying that he spends a hundred dollars worth of on pjs and oh that that, he says his mother bought 
his daughter's PJ spent nearly a hundred dollars, and that he's still wearing the same shit since two thousand nine. Hey, I mean, you know, I'm not a big PJs guy, dude. No, not you know at what? All. I'm a PJs guy when it's like fifteen degrees outside, and I'll put on that one PJ that I have. I don't even know if it's a PJ or not. It's more like those like track pants. Yeah, like what I got on right now. Yeah, sweatpants, kind of. Yeah, yeah, but I ain't gonna wear that to the to the strip club, dude. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Those guys who go to Sugars wearing a wearing 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 gray sweatpants. Jeez, man. Hey, that's what I got on right now. I got my Echo sweatpants on. Dude, <laughs> I haven't been to a gentleman's establishment in a long time. It's been years since I've been to a gentleman's establishment. Jeez. Oh, and now I got the name of the uh, the the game is going to be January the twenty sixth. It's on a Friday. They play the Portland Trailblazers at 8.30. I'm sure they're going to let us in early. Nice. We're sitting in Section 14, so I don't know where the hell that is. But I know it's in the lower bowl somewhere. And I believe they gave us uh, some passes with this. Mm -hmm. So I believe food and drink are included. Food included. I'll take it, dude. And drink. So I, when they offer me free drink, they, they made a damn mistake. Because I don't go after the beer. <laughs> I'm going after the liquor. <laughs> I'm like, what are we talking, man? Get me a pour. I'm coming back. <laughs> I might I might not make it to the seat, Mike. Let's put it like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anything going on with MySA.com? Let's just go around the horn over here. It says H-E-B. The, the MySA.com has as their front page headline, H-E-B plans to build a new store near UTSA's main campus. Jeez, With dude. construction beginning in July. They yeah. already have an H-E-B, right? The stones throw away from UTSA. That's that H-E-B. It's on, on the... No, it's on the access road. It's right there past Bandera. Oh, that's... Yeah. It's not... That's where I take my daughter all the time because I always got to buy her groceries every week. I don't know how this girl goes through $135 worth of groceries every other week, and it's just her. Dude, my daughter... Does her grocery shopping? She's not in San Antonio. Yeah, she's in Baton Rouge. But we are we are blessed to have H E B over here. Yeah, she goes to Whole Foods over there. Jeez, dude, that's and expensive. that is expensive. H E B going to be building a uh, new location on sixteen oh four, right next to UTSA. Going to open in July twenty twenty five. Estimated cost of twenty million dollars, one hundred and sixteen thousand square feet. UTSA on Twitter says that they're excited about it, uh, and it, and they said, "quote Those meal simples are getting closer." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a fan of them. I, I meal simple about four meals a week, dude. You know what? My my uh, one of my nieces, she works at the HEB warehouse. Yeah, and she does those meal simples right at the warehouse. Yeah, and she leans over and tells me, "Don't eat it." <laughs> <laughs> I tell her why not. She told me a story. I'm like, yeah, man, I ain't eating that. <laughs> a popular restaurant uh, here in San Antonio that shut down is now being rebranded. Remember Sangria on the Berg? Oh, yeah, I remember that. It says beloved local establishment Sangria on the Berg permanently closed in December. But the chef that was there has a new concept up his sleeve, and it's going to be chicken based. Huh. That is odd. Going to be called Saucy Birds. Interesting. Dude, I am a meal simple guy. The more I look at it, dude, the more I think about it. You know what I'm a fan of right now? And I'm going to be honest with you all, man. Something that's been a game changer for me. 
has been this um what do you call those things? The air fryer. Yeah. My daughter bought us an air fryer for the holidays, right? For me and the wife. That was a gift she gave us. I never knew I needed an air fryer until <laughs> I had one, bro. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Oh. Now, like 10, 12 minutes, your food is done. It comes out nice and crispy. I mean, I put in some fish fillets the other day, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and drop them in as I'm working and everything because I'm going to go to lunch in 10 or 12 minutes. I'm like, all right, let's see how this shit tastes, bro. Bro, I was like, nice, it was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Taking a look, ERCOT has issued a weather watch alerting Texans that electrical demand might be high because of an Arctic blast. Dude, if it goes cold again, I I say we January 6th, the state capitol, dude, because that is so wrong, man. You know what? You have a dog sled team almost, man, with Duncan and the Golden Retriever. Cody. And Cody. You might be able just to get on a sled and write those dogs to (laughs) H-E-B or something to get something to eat. (laughs) Dude, I mean, the audacity of ERCOT, by the way, and, and, you know, all the damage that was done and all the lives that were lost. And the state government did absolutely nothing to punish ERCOT. Nah. In fact, what they did was they stiffed all of us and increased our our electricity uh, charges in order to subsidize ERCOT because ERCOT lines their pockets. Hey, same thing happened with CPS here. They were they're going to go ahead and raise the rates again. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point it gets ridiculous, man. Like every and they're like, oh, this is going to be the first time we're going to do it. We're going to do it again another two years or so. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Not everything has had an inflationary effect. I mean, it's just so weird. Right now we're being gouged in in everything that we do. And and this is not a Republican thing or a Democrat thing or whatnot. Uh, There was price gouging. And we we, we knew that there was going to be an inflationary effect. That was not going to be – that's not to be disputed. But everybody was like, everyone raising prices? Let's all do this together. If you don't think the man doesn't exist, like in Zoolander – you know, the, the, the row of people as the man, yeah. it does exist, dude. You know what I say every time I see Ericot release something on social media yeah, and they're go like, fuck yourself, Ericot. Go ahead and turn down your thermostats and don't put on the heat too much. You know what? Fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck you. If I want to if I want to keep it at 68 in my house, I'll keep it at 68. And, and I like it cold. Yeah. Okay. I like it kind of cool. But yeah, don't tell me what to do. Fucking figure it out. Exactly. See, my job is to pay my bill. Your job is to create energy. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Every time I see that, you know, the Mexicanos over here in San Antonio are laughing. They're like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Put that bitch at 80. <laughs> dude, there'll be some times I go to my parents' house and I have to like walk out the door because they don't have the fan on. Oh, I, like, man. Like, it's not too bad because we, we, we are in, in your studio over here and I can feel the coolness of the outside from here. Uh, but I go to some houses. If I go to some houses where there's no fan on, stuffy, gotta get the hell out of there, man. I had a college roommate uh, named George, and he and I would always um, uh, argue about the thermostat because I liked it cold, he liked it hot. He would keep the thermostat at 78. He may as well be fucking outside. 78? 78. We're grown ass men. 78. No, thank Put you. Put that thing at 70, man. 68 at least. Does, Come on. Does Satan live here? Why are we at 78? Yeah. Yeah, man. I keep my heater in here. We have a heater, by the way. The the portable AC, the, the unit that I have back here, mm-hmm. cost me a good amount of money, but it is a heat pump and an air condition. So right now, I think I have it like at 69 or something like that. So it's comfortable here in the studio. 
ABC News is reporting right now that there was a new dinosaur discovery of a new type of dinosaur that had never been found before that was the closest relative to the T-Rex. Nice. And it was found in Las Cruces, New Mexico. So it was along along I-10 West. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Hey, I just finished watching this show. I was watching like something weird at night. It was called Gold Miners or something like that. Uh, I forgot. It comes out on Discovery. Well, anyway, I was watching and this guy digging for gold. They pull up a freaking carcass, dude, of a baby woolly mammoth. Oh, really? And this stupid motherfucker, dude, he goes and calls uh, the museum. Oh, I want to donate it. Two weeks later, guess what happened? Somebody called him in, private buyer, and says, I'll offer you $2 million for that carcass. Yeah. What a dumb son of a bitch. You should have just sold it. Why are you donating it? And it's going to be in a museum. What the hell are you going to do with it? Yeah, what what movie was it uh, where the guy goes, oh, it was uh, Twister. Remember the movie yeah. Twister? I do it for the science. She does it for the money. <laughs> That's what makes us different. I do it for the science. Shut the hell no, up. No, mom is, dude. Do it for the money, bitch. Like, damn. Where are we going for lunch, dude? You want to go, go grab lunch? Yeah, where are we going, man? We went to China Rose. I took you to the jewel of yeah. the southwest side. So you pick this time. You know, um, we might have to do El Rodeo. El Rodeo de Jalisco? On yeah. Petranco? Yeah. Hey, that place is popping, dude. I'm going to get me a Coca Mexicana. We're going to go there. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have training in an hour and a half. And uh, fuck it. Let's go. Let's Let's do this. Let's do it. All right, man. We're going to go ahead and bring the show to an end because we hit two hours, baby. We hungry. We, we, hit two, <laughs> we, hit, we hit more than two hours. My goodness. I'm excited about today. I'm excited about today's show. This is this was good, man. You know, we're just chopping it up with everybody, man. Again, don't forget to like to hit the like button on the way out. This has been fun. Everyone have a fantastic Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. And as people are saying, Rodeo is a good place, man. Damn right it is. Drive time with Mike and Joe. <laughs> Chris Gonzalez says, man, I, I, I picture people driving around with the YouTube on. Yeah. But again, share, spread the word that we're here. Okay. And we love the diehards, but the diehards need to invite five of their friends. Invite the familia, man. Tell them, spread the word. Yeah. Tell your friends. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Tell the mistress. Who cares? Make sure she <laughs> likes likes the page, dude. <laughs> Oh, 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 I just got uh, asked if I could referee basketball. Uh-oh. What time? 5 p.m. Oh, it's middle school. Uh, hey, man, at least you can go burn off the, the lunch. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, boys. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. We're out. Peace. <laughs>